Who, who, who's doing that? Bam, we're live. Who's doing that interview? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I sent I sent the link to James still and to uh, and to Brian. You know what Brian told me today? I'm probably not supposed to say this. I said, "Hey, you're gonna come on the uh, new show today? Hobart's not gonna be there." He goes, "Nah," but I am intrigued by nah. Kate. But I am intrigued by Kate. <laughs> intrigued. Intrigued. I am intrigued by Kate. You know what it is? Brian's a hardcore coach. He's like a coaching nut. And you're kind of a coaching oh. nut too. And so yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, whole okay. the thing, the six minute video you did on men's has really got him. Like he like he wants I think he wants to pick your brain on that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, what do you but- know about training with menses? Yes, or and I'm like, I don't know. I guess just there's blood coming out of your pussy while that's happening. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. It's just weird to me that you'd be leaking during tra- I, just the whole women thing is <laughs> the baby factory. Man, I, I, I'm having this lady on the podcast, Kate. Her name's Courtney Hunt. She's coming on in like yeah. in a couple of weeks. Do you know who that is? Courtney Hunt. No, I don't. I've just started like getting into her a little bit. But basically, her whole thing is is that basically women have this power of summoning souls to the earth. Oh, and I'm shit. Like, okay, I, I got that. And that they're the only ones who can do that. And I'm like, okay, I got, I, I, I could see that. But like... She, but but she's a she's a doctor. She's an OGBYN. I think that's like the the crotch doctor, the woman yeah. crotch doctor. And uh, you know she delivered babies for years and years and years, thousands of babies. And uh, and and she she's got super into quantum physics. By the way, I I don't not know what that word quantum means. I don't even feel comfortable using it. It's like <laughs> gender to me. And um, but anyway, she's gonna be on the show. It's gonna be cool. That's hectic. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. She's either really 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 smart and get in bringing a great gift to the universe or she's a cult leader i haven't figured it out but either way i i, I dig her is she on instagram how did you find her yeah she has a book something the spark of life or something and, and she actually reads it on youtube how, how oh. did you find out about her i don't know you know what's funny is i just text uh she she's 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 drilled so deep into some stuff that like I figured I, I must have heard about her from uh, Ronnie Teasdale because he's because he's I, he drills that that man is not afraid to go anywhere he will drill and I text him today I'm like did you tell me about Courtney Hunt he's like no it's someone in my DMs one of the wackadoodles that follows me interesting it's gonna be a good show I know that <clears throat> got Mike Bergener on Tuesday oh cool that'll be fun. And who, uh, no, we don't have anyone tomorrow. We had a U- UFC guy, uh, not follow through. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> Who's doing the news today? Did we decide? I'm doing the news. Oh, bitch. I okay. am this week's James Hobart. You're dope. not quite as pretty, but also not quite as smart, but <laughs> also CrossFit's. I, I was about to. Say, I was about to say. I was about to say. What are you talking about? Not quite as pretty. And then I looked closely at you, and I was like, "Yeah, you're a nine and a half. Hobart is a 10. <laughs> Hobart's ba- baseline. He's baseline material. That's all right, Kate. At least people know who you are. Yeah. Hey, have you figured out your name? Your name wasn't in caps before. Is it? No, I can't because the- it's a zero. Oh. So it'll look like it's a capital O, but really it's a zero. <laughs> I just had to just oh, knock you, out 
I had to knock out Kanye for a second. What's going on here? It's a little early in the show to be calling. What's that? It's a little early in the show to be calling. Calling. We're supposed to say some shit that's supposed to stimulate you, and then you call. Now, when you call before we've said anything stimulating, it's like you're just an attention whore. Well, I'm I'm heading back from day two of L1. Ah, welcome to the show. I'm so sorry. I I would have greeted you with the red carpet instead of that hostility. Tell us, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, that was rough, man. (laughs) End of day two, driving home, calling you right right away before my wife. Dude, you're, you, you are the man. I'm going to send you a sandwich or something. I can't believe it. This show is the great... Nicole Carroll, are you listening? This show is the greatest promotion for the level one that's ever existed. That's, that that's level the, one. probably the primary reason I did it. Well, thank you. Hell I mean, yeah. that level hyped one. it up. Yeah, how, it much, okay. uh, good. how much what? has your mind what? been blowing? Don't make me block your number. Sorry, what did you say, Kate? I'm asking him, how much has your mind been blowing? Uh, it was good. Okay, here's my point. If you've been following CrossFit and you want to research a lot and and follow through with that, you can learn most of what the L1 teaches online. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And so now I'm kind of like, well, I'm at a thousand bucks. So I don't know if what I learned was worth a thousand bucks. That's where I'm kind of stagnant at, I guess. Well, um, when Greg Glassman used to do the L1s, he would start it with, hey, it's weird that you guys spent a thousand bucks to do this because a 12-year-old who knows how to use the internet can learn everything that they need, um, everything that we're going to teach here and more. The thing for me was I needed to hear it from someone and those seven, those five or six, or at the time I was doing it, there were like 30, there were like five trainers and like 30 support staff. They shared with me the culture that kind of, uh, brought me to the level of humility and arrogance simultaneously. I knew I needed to be humble enough to embark on the journey. And I knew if I do it, that I could have swagger unlike anyone else, because I would become in the top, you know, 1% of fittest people and healthiest people on the planet. So that I, I needed that, but I get, I get that from you. You know who else told me that kind of Miko Salo after he took his L1. Are, are, you're no Miko Salo though, are you? I know who he is. Yeah. But are you like Miko Salo? Not even close. Oh, well shit. <laughs> but now don't get me wrong. It was great. The coaches were great. And yes, it was humbling to and revealing, I guess is the word. So that was great. But uh, if you're a penny pincher, I don't know. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I would have never known when they cheer for people when, when, and there's a thousand things like this, but when they, when you're there and you, for the first time, at least back in the day, saw the the group gather around and cheer for someone, not the way the yeah. fake ass games athletes do it for, for, for whatever reason. Um, but like in that class, you, it's, it's like the real deal, man. It's like, holy shit. It's fun yeah, being on the but- cheering side and it's fun being on the, getting cheered. Yeah, if you go to a good box, though, that that same kind of community is there. But I know that not everyone gets that. uh, And they learn that from but those guys learn that from the L1. That's what I'm saying. That culture that's in every box, they learned at the L1. Yeah, because I know there's people in my box that after a workout, they start cleaning up and walking away. And I, you know, that's kind of a pet peeve for me instead of doing that cheering because they don't understand. Caller, I forgot your name, so you'll have to uh, excuse me for that. But um, were you going to His that name's one? Brian. Brian McDonald. Brian, Brian, thank you. Matt here, Brian. Pleasure. 
Hey, were you going to the L1 to, uh, to become a coach? Or were you going just to learn more, just out of curiosity? Uh, I went to learn more probably for myself. I was, uh, I guess, coaching under the table a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so please I, tell I us the name of your affiliate so I can report myself. them right away. Please tell me the name of your affiliate. <laughs> I'm going to report them right away. No, I was just, <laughs> I, I was just curious because there's a, there's a different mindset with the two of them. And one of the things that I think you'll get from actually going to the L1 that's an intangible that really makes it, you know, worth the squeeze, so to speak, is the fact that you're learning the group management skills and you're getting watched like the pros, like move them around, seeing and correcting movement, watching how they manipulate the group, watching how they control the group, what they're looking for. And I mean, of course, you could get all the book smart stuff from online, but in terms of actually seeing, correcting and group management, that's where you know that's where you really get your bang for the buck if you want to go for yeah that point because they would have you know five different things to say about each you know uh each point if one didn't work boom move on to the next thing and and eventually something will click for the person you know that'll that'll change that movement who are your train who are oh sorry go ahead sorry go ahead i was gonna say even if you zoom out one step further than that and watch the way the trainers amongst themselves the l1 staff are conducting and controlling the whole entire group the breakouts, the timing, the scheduling, how they're communicating with each other, and that flow as well is something that is really uh, cool to see. You know what? You, you know what's interesting, um, caller. What was your name again? I, it's John. Funny. John. John. I told Matt that your Brian. name is Brian. I know. I know. I was lying. I was totally lying. Um, I just want you to know, John, that if 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 now that you have your L one, you can go to barbelljobs.com. And uh, and start and start looking around for a job, but for a high paying job you, in the you fitness industry. You stole my closing line. Ah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Pretend like I didn't say it. Pretend like I didn't say it. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, I gotta go uh, head to barbelljobs.com now that I got my L one. <laughs> You're a good dude. Hey, who no, are your train? Who are your trainers? Experience. Who are your L one trainers? Uh, Matt, uh, Gary, Rick, and Pete, I believe. Oh, dude, I see the problem right there. <laughs> I see the problem right there. Uh, Holy shit, I don't want to sound like a frat boy, but you got all cock and balls. There was a, yeah, yeah, 40 guys. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> hey, that's because the DEI council at Cross, sorry, I'm not going to do it with Kate on here, sorry. Well, I'm sorry about that, sorry about that. I'm going to respect the fact that you are employed by the by the great CrossFit uh, Inc or LLC, whatever they're called. Uh, well, congratulations on your L1. All right. Hey, thanks guys. Have a good show. Later, brother. Take uh, easy, John. This guy, if you guys don't follow this guy on Instagram, I don't know what it is, but I just love this guy. One, uh, I'm pretty sure this guy's a cop and he's doing, um, Murph every single day for a year. And he's got oh. a nice body to look at and he has kids and he's, that I say, I think he's a cop, but look at this is see that this is, I mean, I was a knucklehead, but the 35-minute squat therapy is worth the 1K for the majority of the world. I also want to tell you something this, something like this. When I went to my L1, I had zero confidence in anything I could do except for maybe like – maybe like, like you know there, there's always something in the gym that's kind of like your shit that you peacock about. So let's say like – let's say you're good at cleans. As you load the bar, you can't wait. Like they think you're going to stop at 145. Then you put on 245, then you put on 345. That's how it must be like for like Rich Froning, right? For me, the only thing I was fucking good at was like stretching. So there I would be stretching. There'd be like some old guys be like, wow, you're very flexible. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I had no, no, no tricks at the gym that ever made me feel special or like I was fit. 
I went to my L1 and there's shit that they tell you, there's shit that they teach you in the GPP, general physical preparedness, that you will be good at. You could be a fucking egg dumpling like me and go to your L1 and there's something in those movements somewhere that you'll be like, damn, actually I am pretty good at something. And, uh, and and that's what CrossFit introduced me to some things that I was like, holy shit, I'm I, 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 I promise there. I think the problem with saying like, oh, look, you could save a thousand bucks and do it online is would you really do it online and would you do it to the same degree? Would you understand it? Would you really would you really like even be able to implement it? Because reading it and listening to somebody presented and listening to like watching it being demonstrated is a completely different thing. And as much as I being the person I am would be like, Oh, I'll just do this on my own. I'll just do it in my own time. Like I can find all the videos and I can go and read the level one manual. It's like, there's no way I'm actually going to do that. And so like for me, then the pursuit of like accomplishing things and actually being better as a human being, as a coach, as an athlete, it's like, I'm going to fucking sign up to those courses. I don't care how much they cost because it allows me to kind of stick with it and, and actually pursue it and fulfill the thing that I want to set, set out to do. It, without being too over the top here it is the operating manual for the human genome i don't know what that word means genome it is the operating manual for the human body and what do i mean by that i mean it's it's the most concise two days of how to operate your body what to eat how to move all of those things in two days that will in turn make you a better person everywhere from the most um, gross, mundane, super superficial things. By gross, I don't mean like icky. I mean like knock on wood hard, like just tangible things to spiritual things. I, uh, one of the things that I, I use CrossFit for more than ever in the last two years is to work on my breathing. I use it as part of my spiritual growth to work on my breathing. It is an hour of working on my breathing every single day. I've added that. And I wouldn't if I, if I didn't have the movements and the variety of movements and the things I've learned and the people that I hang out with all that started and perpetuated from me taking this L1, I wouldn't have any of that. It is a huge mistake. And guys, you know I want to mash that fucking company on one hand. But I there's it's like dude, it's like my enemy owns it's like my enemy's Jesus. I mean it's like it sucks. Um that thing is incredible. Okay, enough of that shit. Enough 20 minutes of plugging, 15 minutes of plugging that shit. Um I'm really enjoying the comments at the moment because they're telling people or people are telling us what we look like. Mostly because Matt, you 100% look like Steve-O and Ben still had a baby. <laughs> oh shit steve like who that. had a baby and ben, ben stiller <laughs> oh that's awesome i see it matt do you got you and you i got uh no oh. no um hey this i like this one is kate low-key low-key hot asking for a friend go just go <laughs> i'm not low-key i'm 9.5 god 9.5 guys james is a 10 i look bad because <laughs> i'm next to him most of the time <laughs> stock the oh, shit wow. out of her instagram um <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I want to play something for you. I hope this doesn't like make the video get pulled down or anything. Um, do you know what podcast sure this will. is? Do you know what podcast this is right here? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Are you on head, Instagram with that? Yeah, head head headliner world. Um, and 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 Kanye was on there, and someone sent this to me, and I want to play this to you. The 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 most important part isn't the stuff he's saying about Black History Month. You have to go really big picture. Um, this is kind of long. It's like fifty. 
is it 55 seconds, which is long, you know, long for a lot of people. Um, but but it's in the middle there. He says something along the line that I do, we, we don't need to be reminded um, who, who you were or who you are. You need to focus on what you can be. So look at the big picture here. Look at the big. I want you guys to hear this real quick. Yay says cancel Black History Month. Why? I need Black Future Month. I need Black Possibility Month. I'm tired of seeing us getting hosed down. I'm tired of talking about slavery and how we should only be so lucky to vote for a woman we ain't seen since the election. We should. <laughs> Jesus, can't go there. Y'all thought I wasn't gonna get killed by the end of this interview. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can, bro. No, we can't. No more black kids. This is here to remind you of who they want us to be and not who we really are, bro. Bam, you heard it. I'm going to play it for you one more time. One more time. Here it comes. And this is Kanye showing that he understands how the mechanism of the mind works. There is no Kanye. He's This right here explains to you how you people are being manipulated who believe in anti-racism, who, who are conflating reality with your thoughts. Now, now just – Listen one more time. He's going to say it again. It's 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 a it's a it's a life changer for anyone who can actually see this. Here we go. No, we can't. No more black kids. This is here to remind you of who they want us to be and not who we really are, bro. Mm -hmm. The over and you know when I say they, who there's the overlapping they. Look at the colleague we talk about. They don't want you to eat up the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, because they don't love you. They will put up with you, but they do not love us in that way. And they are afraid of what is inevitable. I, I don't know any of that other stuff. The two things you need to take away there are the is is the love piece. You have to hear that that love piece and the fact that um you, you need to see who you want to be in the future. And this is why. This is why it's so it's so hard for people to grab grass. You you don't have to forget about slavery. You don't have to forget about the Jews. You don't have to for, you don't have to forget any of that. But you can't teach it as the victim mindset. You can't teach negativity. You can't do critical race theory. You can't say stuff bad about white people or black people and think it's going to elevate one or the other. This is this is just basics. I know most of you get this, but when I heard Kanye doing it, it's like, what? Why isn't the Rock doing this? Why isn't Oprah doing this? Why does it have to be? Why does it? Do they? Do they? Do they not know? Why isn't LeBron doing this? Do they not know? Do they not know how the magic of the universe works? I just shouldn't say magic. It's just. It's just basic. But 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 uh, but uh, but I understand you have to wake up. I do understand you have to wake up. It is frustrating also to hear people who I know who aren't awake who are talking about how they've taken the red pill. It's like motherfucker, you ain't taking shit. You are still spreading the hate. Uh, just watched the Julie Fouché podcast 118 with Glaston from two years ago. Seven need to go back and rewatch it and do a whole show just about what he talked about. I, I, I talk to Greg every day. I got to get him on the show. Got to get him on the show. Jan, Jan one, Jan one. I think he, he keeps telling me Jan one, but we'll see. 2022 is this freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Cha -ching. <laughs> Trickling that last bit of coin. <laughs> Uh, Sony released a new headset that I that I got today that I can't wait to try. It basically sits on around your neck like this. Have you guys seen those? It's not no. bone conduction, but it's just these speakers. But no, but people beside you can't hear them. Have you seen this thing? No. No. What's it called? What's uh, the Sony SN7. I'm a headphone nut. I have a whole drawer here full of headphones. 
So it's like it like sits on your collar of your shirt. Yeah, yeah. Can you run with it? Like, does it stay still or? Does uh, it n- no, but you, but but machines, but machines, and then you don't have that shit plugged into your ear, so you can pay attention. So it's it would be good for on the assault bike or for really. I think a lot of people are just going to watch it um, doing uh, sitting in front of their TV watching movies. It's supposed to give you that full immersion. I have Let's some see. sunglasses that have speakers built into the sides of them. It's oh yeah. Like those are old school. Are those Oakley's? I think they're No, I think they're Sony as well. So uh, fuck, maybe mm, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, that's them. I'm so excited. I wonder if they're <laughs> going to take over the thing on my I wonder if like I'm only going to have those I'm just going to always wear those every morning now. Just put throw those on. So no one else head. no one else can hear, hear the music. Like how, Supp- how I don't know work? how it works. Supposedly unless they're right next to you or you have it really loud, they can't hear it. Um, Kate, thanks for finding the news. Sevon forgot that's what tonight's show is for. We'll get to it in hour three. <laughs> we're, we're almost 21 minutes in. Can I, can I give you like a little rundown of the news yes, that I found? Please. I've, yeah. got a, I've got a bit of an echo. Can you guys hear that? No, we can't. No, thank God. That would fucking okay. fire up my OCD. Okay. Let me give you a little taster. Um, article number one. Sevon, you sent this to us. The U.S. Federal Appeals Court freezes Biden's vaccine rule for companies. Wait a second. You can't say that I sent that in. It's supposed to be like I'm <laughs> fucked up the whole well, fucking show already. <laughs> damn it. Hobart. Hobart. Please, Hobart. Wait, it just what? Means that I promise I'll be truth. nice to you. Okay, fine. Let's go. Okay, then we start talking about financial education in school, and then we're going to talk about the Travis Scott Music Festival, which mm. um, was pretty fucking hectic. Then we've got a pretty good chunk on Elon Musk, who has been just talking all the things about Tesla on Twitter, and then we're talking about Coca-Cola and body armor. Mm. And then Hobart has got a very special contribution this week while he is away, where he has provided us with an article titled Marathon Woman Poops Pants. Mm. Wow. Wow. It, it, did she win the marathon? No. Well, I'm going to have to tell you when we get there. All right. Because, I mean, if you, if you, what is this over here? Hmm. Ah. Josh just sent me a your mom joke. How dare he in the middle of the show? Uh, if you poop your pants and you're the winner, you could do what you want. Like my son the other day was playing a tennis tournament and he peed his pants and he lost. Like as he's peeing his pants, he froze on the court. He had to go to the bathroom <laughs> so bad he peed his pants. By the way, that's why I will not win father of the year in 2021. <laughs> One, because I let that happen to him. And two, because I'm telling you guys. Uh, you know, no. that's something that's going to stay with him the rest of his life. Yeah, he's going to hold that against you forever. Not at all. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Okay, let's do this. Let's rock and roll. Okay, first article then. A U.S. federal appeals court issued a stay Saturday freezing the Biden administration's efforts to require workers at U.S. companies with at least 100 employees be vaccinated against COVID-19 or be tested weekly, citing grave statutory and constitutional issues with the rule. The ruling from the United States Court for Appeals for the Fifth Circuit comes after numerous Republican-led states filed legal challenges against the new rule, which is set to take effect on January 4th. In a statement, Solicitor of Labor Seema Nanda said the Labor Department Wait, was what's the person's name? What's the person's name? Seema Nanda. Ah, okay. Just checking. Close. It's close. 
Is it? What is it? How do you say it? I, I can't see it. I, uh, oh, I was just thinking. I thought I heard you say semen. Ah, if you take the Seamaninda. if you take the first <laughs> if you take the their first name and then the la- first letter of their last name, it is semen. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's Seamaninda. not even a real name. That's like a Bart Simpson name. Uh, can you please page Semenanda? <laughs> Semenanda. Okay, sorry. Solicitor Semenanda. Yeah, the solicitor what? of labor, Semenanda. He came under the DEI, the diversity. Uh, we need a SEMA. We need a SEMA on the on the on OSHA for diversity. Okay, go. Great, great diversity and inclusion. Yes. Uh, that person was confident in its legal authority to issue the rule, which was enforced by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA. So um, the o- Occupational Safety and Health Act explicitly gives OSHA the authority to act quickly in an emergency where the agency finds that workers are subjected to, to subjected to a grave danger and a new standard is necessary to protect them. She said, we are fully prepared to defend this standard in court. Stay comes two days after the Biden administration unveiled the rule, which was immediately met with vows of legal action from Republican governors and others who argued it overstepped the administration's legal authority. The rule applies to 84.2 million workers. Yes, you can say something. That was sorry, it. Sorry. That was the end. Um, 82 million workers. So those 84.2 million workers are people in the United States of the 330 million people. Those are the ones who work for companies with 100 employees or more. That's fascinating stat. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm thinking, how how is it that we're raised to that our medical records are private only for ourselves and that and that no one could ever force medicine on you? Like it, like pretty much everyone knows that from the age of three, since you can talk, you you learn that shit in the United States. And and yet here we are and this is happening. And you explain it in there by saying if the United States government can if or OSHA, whoever that is, if they sense grave danger, they can take emergency pre, um, uh, precautions that I guess include forcing the nation to get an injection which is funny because someone's going to say, well, they're not forcing you, Sevon, that would be holding down. Well, the only reason why they're not holding you down is because they don't have the manpower to do it. So what's the next best way you can do it? Not feed the people. And how are they doing that? By telling them that they can't work. So it brings me to the the definition. Can can you pull that back up? And and this is going to tie back to why Greg Glassman is so brilliant and why so many of you who don't do CrossFit still don't understand. I mean, you understand the important part. And it doesn't matter if you understand this, but this is what the haters don't understand that Greg did. I'm going to show you. They define – did you see the word grave? They define something about the nation being in grave danger. Do you remember where that is? That is not science, people. That right there is idiocy. It's Seemananda saying that. It's complete idiocy. And and, 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 and there's nothing like, there's nothing like, and that's why Greg defined fitness so that there wouldn't be idiocy like that. And that's what our constitution was for, was to protect idiocy like that. Grave danger to, to whom? Who's defining grave? Anyway. It's fast. It's fascinating. I'm glad. I'm glad it's been held up. It's it's a shame that they're doing this. It's a shame that they just couldn't have been really super honest. Hey guys, we want you to go outside today, and we want you to count a hundred obese people. And when you see those hundred obese people, recognize that one of them is going to die, or maybe one to five of them is going to die if they get SARS-CoV-2. Now I want you to count um, three thousand people who aren't obese and recognize that one of them is going to die. 
If you want to be taken out of that dye pool, you can do that by um, 33% if you get the Pfizer vaccine. Like, just tell us, like, so we can just, you know what I mean? Just go out and make the sesame for ourselves. Done. Did that make sense to you guys what I just said? It is really funny. I think I think when they talk about people like in hospital, right, they talk about the hospitalizations and who's vaccinated and who's unvaccinated. And it's like, well, hang on, get to the underlying issue here. When we're talking about hospitalizations and deaths, we surely should be looking at who's got a comorbidity and who doesn't. Because then the numbers are completely going to like totally fucking different, right? Like all the unvaccinated Mm. people in hospital, do they have a comorbidity? Because that would be the number that I would be intrigued to know. And did you see Italy did that? I saw. Oh an article. yeah, their numbers have dropped massively. Their death uh, count, or yeah, I saw an something. article that Italy took everyone off the COVID death count who had one to five, one to five comorbidities. I don't know why they didn't go one to infinity, and the death count dropped from like one hundred and thirty three thousand to thirty five hundred. Yeah, it's like it, it's massive. Oh like it's God. huge. Even like how they report deaths in Australia, they've changed it. They no longer say died from COVID, they say died with COVID. And then they have actually just recently had, we had our top deaths in Melbourne, which is 25 people. And they would not tell us who was vaccinated, who was unvaccinated. They oh, really? Yeah. They just, Oh, because of medical privacy. Refusing to report it. <laughs> I love like, it. <laughs> I can't believe this is the real world. I really cannot. I can't believe that there's not what I can't, what's even crazier is, okay, if the, if the, if people in the government were doing this, but just everyone around me is still not, is, I went to Pete's Coffee or somewhere today, Starbucks or something this morning, um, and everyone in there was masked and terrified. I'm like, what is going, how, I wonder what they think of me. Hey, out of how many of those people. What do the masked people gonna... think about the unmasked people? What'd you say? Do you, do you think they're, do you think they're fear with it as far as like having the mask on? Do you think that comes from actually like getting coronavirus or do you think that comes from being the one without the mask and the stigma that comes around? Like specifically it's in California. Theater. It's theater, right? Like it's, it's just showing that you're obliging and that you're complying and that you're friends with everyone. It's, you mean it's like how I put like a sock a, in my pants every morning? It's, it's almost like, like virtue signaling. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> It's yeah, it's like you don't want to make okay. other people uncomfortable. Like you were saying, there was one store oh, and you know the make, person. I'm spreading fear. And... You're not making anyone uncomfortable. You're spreading fear by wearing that. But I, I think it's more selfish than that. I don't think it's about like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm worried about other people. It's I'm worried how other people will perceive me if I don't wear a mask and I don't want right. to look like that guy. I hey, Corey, like, you can eat a dick. No one hates me. So, sorry, sorry. Oh, Go ahead, Katie. Sorry, sorry. Hey, there's a, been a really crazy thing. So uh, in Melbourne, we just had the mandate for the um, masks being worn outside removed. So you still have to wear them inside, but no longer outside. And it's really funny seeing people smiling at each other for the first time in like fucking two years. And I swear to God, the masks make people miserable because you cannot see facial expressions. And when you're passing people outside or inside or on the street, it's just like blank stares because you can't, you can't make eye contact with anyone. So whenever I'm not wearing a mask and other people are wearing the mask, I'm like, man, why the fuck are they staring at me like that? Like, what is their problem? And they're just looking at me, but I can't see their face. So I'm just like, they've got a problem with me and I know it, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's just being blocked from the like nose down. You just like, you yeah. can't see anything. Right? Yeah. I just project all my insecurities on you when I can't see yeah. your face. 
<laughs> hey, people, that's why they're so happy when there's no fucking facial expressions. That's oh, why they're oh, so man. happy in the UK with with masks on because they don't have to stare at each other's teeth. Uh, what were you gonna say, Matt? <laughs> I was just gonna say, could you imagine imagine the backlash with everybody smiling at each other and having a good time and uh, making sure that they felt a connection with one another rather than separating their face and living yeah. in fear and staying six feet apart and having no connectivity whatsoever. By if the way, I'm not wearing my I mask, I deliberately teeth. smile at everybody. Like Say I'm that again, sure I'm, if I'm not wearing my mask, I'm deliberately like the friendliest person on the planet because I'm like, hey, we can be friends, man. Like I'm down. Absolutely. Hey, I don't believe in monogamy. We can be friends. <laughs> CFK. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep going down this <laughs> avenue. I don't know. The whole, the, but you're saying that they were okay. Fine, you're saying they lifted masks in Australia. They lifted masks here a Only long time outdoors. ago, and everyone's still or Melbourne. But here they lifted them too, and everyone's still wearing them. Yeah. So I just saw a group of like a school group of school kids walking down the street when I was going to grab coffee. All the little kids, like they would have been like under 15, wearing masks. I'm like, why? We don't even need to anymore. It's not even a mandate. Do, do you ever braid? Do you ever braid your hair? Yeah, it's hard. I don't do it often. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, well, I were, I've been wearing, maybe it would be interesting if you showed up one show with like uh, braids yeah, and a, and a headband, like a hippie headband. Is there just, anything else you'd like me to wear? Savannah? Nah, it's pretty, it's just some fetish shit I got going. Just, just saying, just some braids and maybe uh, if you want to go tie dye, tie dye. <laughs> uh, Mr. British Columbia, how are you? happening guys sexist how are you? incorrect i was sexist incorrect i didn't know you i didn't know you were a man i just assumed no woman in a right mind I, listens I, uh, to this show oh yeah yeah yeah. oh man you guys should see what's going on over here now with the kids the conditioning of the parents and so our case counts um have been dropping like dramatically from well over a thousand down to 300 or so this this is in bc in my province and these are people with skid marks in their underwear yeah from 1000 to 300 no so so these are just people who are infected these aren't even daily deaths these are just people who got a little sick these are just these are just just straight up yeah just straight up infection cases yeah Yeah. and now like i have i have three i have three kids and all of which i've asked like hey are you guys getting covid cases in school because like the mainstream media out here is making it seem like Every COVID case is kids between five to 11. And now they're starting to push this, the new, like there's a a new shot coming out for kids here in in BC shortly, probably before Christmas. Dude, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's not happening. I already, I already have my kids enrolled in, well, they're not, they're not in homeschooling, but they have the ability to be in it if, if the time comes, because I just can't get behind it, man. It's unbelievable. So, so your school, basically, that's kind of like how my kid's school is too. They, because of the, whatever the fuck's going on, we're getting credits for them being in school, but they don't have to actually go or do any of it. We just do, we have, I mean, we have curriculum at home, but, um, but we don't have to do any of the games. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. No, no, no. My kids are still in full, like they're in full-time school. They go to school every day. Um, but I have them. If need be, I have them enrolled. Like we have a homeschooling program. You have to basically be enrolled in, in order to do it. Yeah. So sorry, let me be clear real quick. Mine is also a homeschooling program, but you're supposed to go two days a week and you're supposed to do the zoom and you're supposed to do all that shit. But my kids just don't. 
But sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> no. So I get it. No, get but yeah. Saying. So it. So I yeah. I don't really know what's gonna happen. I mean, it's just it's just there's been just such a separation now, and you have like, and I just can't I just can't believe this is that parents are actually like pre-signing up their kids for this. Like it's not released yet, but it's coming, and people are pre-signing up their children for this trial because I mean it's brand new for the kids and I don't know if you guys have been looking into any of these shots for kids but like the it's 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 pretty interesting about the the things they have to add to it to not have like heart conditions or stuff like that a little little aspartame a little aspartame I don't know what they're putting in it it's, I heard if you snort, if you grind up and snort some Flintstone vitamins while you take the injection, you're good. It'll stop any. <laughs> hey, uh, Flintstone, Flintstone vitamins were a staple for a kid, man, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Orange juice and Flintstones. Hey, Anyways, when your guys, kid, when your kid, what's the deadline for your kids getting it? Nothing yet. They haven't. They haven't said. They haven't said anything as of yet. Like, there's no. There hasn't been a mandate put in. That's why. Like, it's. They're just they're just heavily promoting it. I mean, but even commercials, man, it's painful. Um, there's a bookstore by my house. I walked by the other day, and it has a sign out front. I couldn't believe it, and it said, "We require masks to protect kids." <laughs> protect yeah. kids. My kids drag their hands everywhere, and then put their hands in their mouth and in their nose all day long. And they're probably long. better for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, guys, I just want to say me and my wife are sitting here watching you. We appreciate you guys very much and love watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, complete. Let's, let, let's end on a positive note. Yep. Really appreciate the news and, uh, you know, giving us a little bit of a little bit of a light at the end of the, the week. Okay. Um, tell your wife, Cheers, to, guys. tell your wife to check her DMs. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, this do it. Had are we going to gonna move on? Had to do it. Sure. I think sure. that means moving on. Okay. I have to pee already. <laughs> already? It's only 37 oh, minutes. Wow, in. yeah. It's tough, tough show. <laughs> okay. All right. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine, is that it? Has signed a bill mandating all high schoolers in the state take a half credit standalone personal finance course before they graduate. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. This is like kind of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I was a banker for 41 years, and I saw the results of us not teaching our children financial literacy, said Ohio State Senator Steve Wilson, chair of the Ohio Senate's Financial Institutions and Technology Committee and a primary sponsor of the bill. I wanted to do something about it. Such a course is considered the gold standard by NextGen Personal Finance, a national financial literacy organization. Ohio's bill will go into effect in the 2024-25 school year and cover personal finance topics from basic budgeting to opening a bank account, managing student loan debt, and more. Without that kind of education, we're thrusting kids into a world to learn to manage money through the school of hard knocks, said Brian Page, Senior Director of Partnerships and Advocacy at NextGen Personal Finance. da 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 um, the best part of my course, and this is from somebody who's actually done it, um, who's now a college sophomore at Ohio State University. She added that uh, was the, the best part of my course was the empowerment factor. And she added that learning that she is capable of, of investing, saving, and otherwise managing her money well at a young age was just as important as the hard skills covered in the course. That's the fucking, I wish I had that. I wish I had that course. 
Have you have you ever spent so much money? Have you ever ha- been in financial trouble? Uh, no, I've been lucky enough to been taught to just fucking never have debt. <laughs> so I've been okay. I, I've I've had fine. I spent so much money on credit. I had like three credit cards with twenty thousand dollars each on them and no job. <laughs> oh, dude. And the, your phone would just ring off the hook. You were, it was, it, I, I would have rather have just done two weeks in prison than, than the two years of them calling me. It was, it was horrible. It was horrible. I did it to, to try to make a movie. Did you just Imagine? pay it back? Yeah, it took years. It took years to pay it back. Basically, what you end up having to do, do at least what I did, is I just basically just talked to. So they keep selling the money. They keep selling it, right? So you have twenty thousand to chase, and they sell it to someone else, and then they sell it to right. someone else, and they sell it to someone else. So finally, and what sucks is, is once you start paying it off, then it gets sold to someone else, and then everything gets <laughs> fucked up again. It's just this. It's like it literally. It's like be, it's worse than you can imagine. If it were just easy, like just pay it off and it'd be done, and then you finally pay it off, and you're trying to get your credit it all fixed and by the way now my credit score is um i got a note the other day i'm over 800 and you know what the highest your credit court score can be it's fucking nuts the actual high the actual highest credit score you can have no one has in the united states no one has in the world it's actually an interesting it's an interesting way the way it works you can't actually have the highest credit score anyway i was gonna say surely they would make it so that you can't actually have that yeah yeah all elusive but um (laughs) Hobart is out of date. Eight, great. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I told Hobart that's going to happen. I told. Him. <laughs> Look, at it. it's it's from a guy who can climb the rope with one hand. Um. So so basically, what? Um, so, oh, this is what I wanted to tell, show you guys on that thought. I I the other day I put two hundred fifty dollars. I went to crypto dot com and I bought two hundred fifty dollars worth of crypto. And, Did you buy Bitcoin? What'd you buy? Yeah, I bought, I bought a, a whole handful of them. I want to show you. I would screenshot this and just show you, but it's stuck on some sort of like um. Hold on, my screen oh, is stuck. Like yeah, floating, it's like it's yeah. like yeah, it's like doing something. But I put in two fifty a few days ago, and I have two eighty one. By the way, um, Ooh, if anyone baller. if anyone wants is going to sign crypto, make sure you send me a DM so I can send you a referral so I get that twenty five bucks. But I sent these guys an email. <laughs> Basically saying, hey, can will someone come on my podcast who works on crypto for, who works at crypto.com? We can use my account. We'll look at everything I've been invested in and you show me like what the fuck is going on. Cause I literally have no idea. There's all these numbers on here and pluses and minuses, and I have no idea what's going on. None. I mean, does I just anybody watched. really have any idea? I don't know. I've asked people yeah, to explain crypto to me so many times and I can't get my head wrapped around it. But at least if it's gambling, I want to explain. Even if I don't understand it, I want to be able to like compartmentalize it or re, re, rework it so I think I do understand it. I can't even fake it now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like the crush I had on my kindergarten teacher. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know what was going on. It's like that. Like I don't know what's going on. Um, but anyway – Conscious incompetence. And then the other thing, the <laughs> conscious incompetence. Yeah, you know the four like four levels of learning a skill. Unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, unconscious competence. So level one, unconscious incompetence, when you have no idea. Wait, how wait, go slow. I need to write that down because <laughs> it sounded like you said the same ones twice. Okay, what's unconscious, level one? Take notes, people. Take notes. Unconscious incompetence, when you don't know how bad you are at something. You have no fucking idea. It's like when you Oh, that was like the first CrossFit. 50 girlfriends I had. Yeah, you have no clue. 
Then you become aware of how bad you are at something. You become consciously incompetent. I skipped that. Was that. I skipped 51. that. that was I number skipped 51. That. I skipped that. Conscious. And then yeah, from conscious competence, you then gain conscious. No, 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 no. From uh, conscious oh, incompetence. Yeah, conscious incompetence, you go yes. to conscious competence where you know that you're doing it right and you're doing it better, but you have to work hard. It requires a lot of effort. It's not automatic. Dude, it's so much. It's, it's unnecessary how much work it is. It doesn't have to be like that, ladies. <laughs> Okay, go on. <laughs> and then finally, when yes. you can go on autopilot, you are suddenly unconsciously competent. Oh, wow. And that, so what's interesting is that's the part of all these like books I've been reading, like Range and Bounce. That's the part like you have to really push through because you don't it's get like, better unless you're failing. Yeah, it's like the 10,000 hours, like until you master something. It's like you sit in conscious competence for a long time that's the signal Sevon is an early adopter for a guy his age this is the signal that in one year normal folks will be in crypto i don't know if that's a put down or not i, I don't like that i don't like that i don't like that. you're the tipping point you are i don't like that at all i don't like that at all there's like a that. bank I, that's I, about to start accepting crypto in um australia now it's gonna be crazy uh, mind blowing. Stop it, Kate. Get back to your Fran, Grace, and Isabel times. What is your what? What was your Fran time? Kate, My best Fran us. time is two twenty four. My best Grace time, I don't know. Isabel is like one twenty four. Um, um, have you ever have you ever done Grace with the men's weight one thirty five? Yeah, I think I've done it even heavier. I think I've done it at one. I don't know, 150, 155? No, I don't know. Something. Yeah, heavy. yeah, that was the two. You probably did because that's the 2008 Games final yeah, event. Yeah, I think it took me like four or five minutes. I don't know. And what do you know what your what your fastest time is for um, Grace at 135? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know it. But you my. Think it's un, you think it's under five minutes? Um, Possibly. Yeah, probably. Probably. So I reckon it'd be under five minutes. Like my. my um, How old Grace are you? Time. <laughs> 31 my grace time is like under two minutes i don't know but that's like barbell lifting and cycling that's my pb and j oh i'm just strong i'm strong with unconscious competence i'm kate i'm kate <laughs> I am gordon i'm level four competent at i'm grace. level four grace <laughs> <laughs> i don't i i oh. I was I, Katie Moder when, when in two thousand eight or nine that, that we were gonna we were gonna do a grace off, but it became clear to me very quickly that she would be. I think she's Katie Henniger now, but it became very clear to me that she would be faster than me. And I think I, <laughs> man, I really like that. But I like I can do the first ten really well, not anymore. But I used to be able to do the first ten really fast. Like it's just nothing. Like <laughs> the jumping last jacks. 10. It's the last ten you got to plan for. It's even the, it's even like number eleven. Just the whole fucking thing <laughs> fucking comes on here. You say you did that's at one thirty five. Yeah, even oh. even one time I saw um, Jason Kalipa and Jeremy Teal do a uh, ten thrusters at one thirty five, ten burpees, three rounds. And I and, and after they did it, I was like, oh, I'm going to try that in privacy in my own home. I actually did all ten <laughs> thrusters um, with one thirty five unbroken, and then I did the ten burpees. And then I could not string two thrusters together after that from 10 to fucking one. It was so fucking good. crazy. Someone you should do, you know, um, I was thinking about walking 50 miles. You think that's dumb? Mark Bell did it. I know it hurts. I don't know. Why, why, why would you do it? 
Just, just because I think it would give me some followers on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's so just, because I would have to get up at four in the morning and I'd have to basically walk till four in the afternoon. I could probably convince Susa to come out and join me. He's, he's <laughs> a sucker for that shit. Like, oh yeah, I'll do that with you. You would, huh, yeah, Susa? Yeah. And I'd wear a weight vest. You guys, too. Like you guys could pod- podcast during it. He would do that. He'd big dick me with a weight vest. I bet you he would totally. <laughs> And bear crawl it. Uh, 200 shows. I crossed over 200 shows. Oh, really? Yeah, crazy, right? Holy shit. Do you do a show a day? Yeah, Susan, I did it. I didn't do one yesterday, and I felt it's not doing one yesterday made me feel like I had quit the podcast. Like today, it was like four <laughs> o'clock. I'm like, oh shit, I have a podcast. I swear to God, it was so weird. <laughs> it's like a holiday. <laughs> do you ever so like weird. lose your voice? What no. does like when you're tired, do you just get like, I don't know. How do you, how do you deal with it when you're tired? You want to know something crazy? Like literally to, I, I noticed this today. My wife today I was, is my fasting day. I fast 36 hours. You know, my whole thing, I stopped yeah. eating Saturday night. I don't start again until Monday morning. I basically today, I probably, my wife and I exchanged like 20 words. I think it's the fewest words we've ever exchanged in the entire history of our relationship. <laughs> like it was, it was not, it was not I mean, I was with my mom tired? and my, uh, I mean, yesterday we talked to each other nonstop. We must have said a million words. I guess we used up all our words, but we, we woke up this morning. I dealt with the, she dealt with the kids. I dealt with the kids. I took the kids out with my mom. Um, then I came home. Then she's like, man, the kids are wild. I'm putting them to bed. And it was like 530. I was like, shit, usually my kids go to bed at 1030. I'm like, okay. I'm like, fuck, I got a podcast. Bye. <laughs> that was it. I don't know. Oh, but I but then I drank a cup of coffee. So I'm all wound up for you guys. Nice. Are you going to yeah. train after this? I will train after this. I already trained tw- twice today. You know what I'm trying Ooh. to do? But but easy well, training. <laughs> I'm doing the um, – I rode the assault bike for 20 minutes and listened to some of this lady, uh, Courtney Hunt. And then I did this thing. I did this thing. You know the knees to, go, got, knees to toe guy, how he gets mm. on? He sits on his butt. No, he sits on his heels. Do you know yeah. it's like the beginning of like child's pose or something? You sit your butt on your heels. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Where he like crouches down, right? Yeah. So you, so basically I would get like right now I got off my chair and I'm on my knees and now my butt's now like I'm getting ready to blow someone. My my butt, my butt's, uh, my, my butt's on my heels. Okay. Then he leans back from here. And, and then he comes back his, up, right? Touches his head to the ground and comes back yeah. up. Well, there's some point about 10 or 12 inches back that my shit just disengages and I fall back. It's so weird. So I've, I'm stacking one and a half inch floor panels behind me and I'm going to slowly work and try to figure out what the fuck's going on. And I'm going to try to work on that. So today I've been working on that. That's cool. Yeah. What are you so that when I say three workouts, it was just me. I say that again. <laughs> so that that's what you're going to do after this. What are you going to do after this? Yeah. I'll probably work on that a little bit more. I've been doing some leg rate. I've been doing some, someone, <laughs> God, this is embarrassing to say. Some a mom at my kids' jujitsu class told me about she's doing Pilates, and I thought Pilates was something you did on a machine. But she just goes into a room with like twenty other women that's like one hundred and five degrees, and she was telling me all the shit they do, like planches and just side planches and all this shit. And I was like, you know what? I need to start doing that. Some Pilates. So I've just been like looking up like stuff like that and doing that. Nice. I mean, on top of on top of my pseudo CrossFit shit. It's accessory work, Kate. You know, accessory work. 
You do your Pilates after heavy grace. Yes. <laughs> Dare do. But, and, and then I, I did practice uh 155 grace for a couple of years after, uh, after those 2008 games. I don't, I was never good at it. I think my fastest time was like 741 and my fastest grace time was either 451 or 551. Never anything great. That's still, that's still great. Nah. And I know, I don't think I've ever done it. Isabel. What? RX. You did yeah. it. RX. Drew Reedy. Yes. I stand the whole podcast. What did, what did he ask? Kate, do you stand the whole, you're standing. Yeah. I, I've stood for everyone. How does just, he know? I have a, Cause I'm like moving around. I'm like doing stuff. He's watching and I keep on I'm, shifting. Yeah. Did you know that Susan, that she's standing? Yeah. But I've seen on her Instagram, like the standing desk and stuff like that. So yeah, eat, I have like my little desk call. set up. Eat a dick, Colin, eat a dick. Um, I'm basically laying <laughs> down. <laughs> you should I'm do basically. the rest of your podcast on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you seem more like a yoga guy. <laughs> you guys can all fuck off. Okay, let's go on. We we learned right. about unconscious okay. incompetence. Yeah. You guys the are all unconscious story. incompetence. The next story, there's been a ton. Somebody mentioned it in the comments before as well. So the Travis Scott Music Festival um, called Astro World, there's been eight dead and a mass casualty at his music festival. So they've said that at least eight people have died, but there's been all this talk around like there's been way more. There's been like 300 people injured. It's just been like this crazy, crazy event. The incident occurred on Friday night local time. It was around 9.30 p.m., I believe, with confronting footage from social Social media showing fans at the 50,000 strong event being treated by paramedics at the scene. And there's a ton of videos where you can like watch Travis Scott looking over the crowd where people are coming in and like p- picking up people that have passed out. Are those fans, people trying to get in or people trying to get out? They're no, at the in. front of the crowd. No, oh. but did you see that video? There was a video of people breaking in. Yeah, it was yeah. apparently they broke down the VIP entrance as well. Like the whole thing was just fucking wild. So, um, Fans began to compress towards the front of the stage while Scott was performing, causing chaos and mass injuries. Uh, prior to the crowd surge, footage showed on Twitter, footage shared on Twitter showed Scott interrupting his set to request festival staff to intervene. He said um, when he was on the mic, security, somebody help, jump in there real quick. Um, the New York Post reports that 11 people were taken to hospital in cardiac arrest with around 300 treated at a field hospital. 23 people were rushed to a local hospital, including a 10-year-old, with 11 of those hospitalized suffering cardiac arrest. One concert goer told The Sun he and eight friends had managed to get out of the venue safely but saw a woman snap her ankle in the chaos. Myself and eight friends made it out safe. Imagine thousands of people pushing you forward, over 50,000 plus people, the man said. I've never been to a concert this chaotic. The smaller individuals under five foot four were like struggling for air. I was holding onto the rails. No one's body. under five foot four. Show me someone who's under five foot four. I'm fucking five five. I never well, see no one who's. I never, yeah, I never am walking down the street and be like, oh, look, there's someone shorter than me. I never, the, yeah, ever, that never happened. They had a 10 year old there. So there are kids. Yeah, well, when there, I right? used to, when my kids used to go to school, I'd p- pick them up and I'd never even saw any 10 year olds who were under 5'4, <laughs> but then under 5'5. Five five. But anyway, and who the fuck brings their 10 year old to a concert? Not, who is That's Travis what Scott? Say. What kind of name is that? He got two first so names. He's, uh, he's dude, that looks like Mecca. That's a pilgrimage right there. That's not a concert. Who would go to that? Why would you subject yourself to that? How are you supposed to meet girls there? If you're a fucking 25-year-old man and you go to something like this, get a fucking life. 
She'd be going to a rainbow gathering, smoking weed, hanging out with naked <laughs> girls with braids and tie-dye shirts. Uh-oh. Back to the braids. Security, somebody. Travis Scott's not his real name. Okay. And they say <laughs> CrossFit is dangerous. I like, like this. And they say up. CrossFit is dangerous. It, yeah. Hey, although he's trying to be funny, it, it it's so apropos. It's like he, when you put things in context – I'd rather, I'd rather, man. There's all these conspiracy theories now saying that this is all planned and it was all deliberate. And there's all these connections with like his shirt being like walking through this opening. And when he opens the show, like there's this big tunnel and it's the access point or something like that. QAnon or QAnon or Xenon. That's Xenon. Hey, here's the part I'm tripping on. Why so many cardiac arrests? Because Uh, people were not able to breathe. Oh, I guess that yeah, causes like cardiac arrest, like not being able to get oxygen and having a heart attack. Uh, I don't know. It's so weird. I, I'm thinking like me. I was thinking like maybe there was some bad ecstasy or fentanyl or something weird going around. It's 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 really really fucking weird. The, the cardiac arrest thing. I even saw some conspiracy. I don't even know it's conspiracy theorists. I guess it's just thoughts. I, I don't like to use that word conspiracy theorist. But someone was saying that a week before the concert started that they were. I'm told that you could not get in unless you got the vaccine and then people got the vaccine. A ton of people got the vaccine and that's why there was so much cardiac arrest. Who the fuck knows what the truth is? Um, But there, I did read a report from a security guard (laughs) who took an injection in the neck. Did you guys see that? What? At the concert? Yeah. So a security guard was breaking up a fight and someone injected him in the neck with something while they, with a needle while he was breaking up the fight and then uh, he he went unconscious, and and the medics put Narcan in him, and uh, boom, he came back to life. That's a more common thing, right? Where people are being not just having their drink spiked, but being injected with the stuff, like in clubs or out at parties and stuff. I mean, can you imagine like being like, "Okay, mom, I'm going out now," and then like you got your needle, and you're like, "I'm going to inject someone to the club tonight. I'm so excited." What the fuck is wrong with people? Crazy. It's it's really messed up. Hey, you, you in, in California, you don't have to tell someone that you have AIDS if you have sex with them. But in order to eat at the local Baskin Robbins, you have to have a vaccine passport. Ay, ay, ay. It's been coming out on most major news sources confirmation about the death resulting from being drugged. Really? Wow. Wow. Oh, like. Like the one security guard or as in the eight people that died? Uh, good question. Good question. I, I feel like this is about the security guard that had the thing injected into his neck. Okay. So that, I guess that's what we need to know. Colin, you seem to know everything. Why don't you tell us when, when you um, – <laughs> Oh, when no. He's the- come back. He said it was the eight people that died. Oh, Apparently wow. Wow. That guy will right there. That guy, he's the one who makes the um, the the promo cards for my Instagram. Oh yeah, your social media posts. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool, stories. right? He just does that because he's a cool dude. I feel like we need to update this story next week now and find out what what actually happened. Will, I want yeah, you to know that cool. you do not need to go to barbell jobs barbelljobs.com, Will. <laughs> you do not need to go to barbelljobs.com. Do not go there. You're fine right where you're at working for me for free like a good dude. (laughs) 
all the jobs at barbelljobs.com do pay. Don't quote me on that, but they do pay. I feel like it would be kind of good to go to barbelljobs.com if you were a gym also looking for coaches, which I feel like is kind of common right now, right? Uh, well, you mean yeah. like to like make a post and say, hey, I need Yeah, like if can... you need to advertise. Yeah, it's possible. I wish someone would call so I could pee. Okay, next story. Okay. <laughs> There's been like Elon Musk has been trying to just like sell Tesla stock. And so I did a little research and a little hunting on the internet. And I'm going to get What do you mean trying to sell? Well, Can't he so just here, push a button here, and it vanishes? He keeps talking about selling it randomly, like out of the blue kind of thing. And then he's putting up on Twitter that he's just going to sell 10% and if people agree with him or not. But I'm going to get to the end and I'll explain it. So first article, Elon Musk offers to sell Tesla stock to end world hunger after he was called out by the UN World Food Program director, David Beasley. Um, he basically went online and was like, hey, the uber rich, specifically Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, if they just donate like a tiny bit, on a one-time basis, they could solve world hunger. So the CNN did a big report and the headline said like, hey, these guys could solve world hunger because if he donates 2% of his, um, of his, uh, what is it? Like his, his, not his money, of his whatever, then it would be $6 billion and all the problems of the world would be solved. Oh, 2% anyway. of his Tesla stock. Of his stock, yeah. So okay. $6 billion to help 42 people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. It's not complicated. $42 million, $42 million. 42 million, Mr. Beasley said on CNN's Connect the World program. That sum would equate to roughly 2% of Musk's net wealth. Net wealth, that was what I was looking for. Posting on Twitter, the Tesla sh chief executive said, if WFP can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. But it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. Mr. Beasley reply, replied to Mr. Musk's post on Twitter saying he could assure the billionaire that the WPFP had the systems in place for transparency and open source accounting. Your team can review and work with us to be totally confident of such. He said $6 billion will not solve world hunger, but it will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and save $42 million on the brink of starvation. An unprecedented hey, crisis. Hey, what were those other stop. two things? It will stop what? It will stop geo-instability once again? Prevent geopolitical instability. I don't give a fuck if there's migration. geopolitical instability, and I don't care if there's mass migration, you fucking Well, here's idiot. the funny thing. Okay, so here's the interesting thing. You don't He's think we have massive political instability right now so fucking wait. retard they built a fucking george floyd memorial in fucking new york <laughs> celebrating a guy who put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach and who got killed by the cops because he's high on fentanyl and meth driving on the streets and that's the guy who's being celebrated by our politicians you don't think we have political instability fucking dipshit <sighs> Okay, sorry, Kate. Sorry. sorry. So then it, it just keeps getting worse. And, the, and that guy's never seen. I would like to see that Dr. Beasley tart if he's ever seen famine or world hunger. There's no amount of it's, it doesn't get fixed by throwing money. God, it's so annoying. So, so annoying. Don't trust anyone who wears a suit or collars. They're asking. Gandhi was the last billion? fucking legit politician we had that was trustworthy. The last. I would love it if, if Kanye put on a fucking robe. I'd fucking. <laughs> And just walked around. I want him to be our president. Okay, sorry, Kate. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Sorry, I'm done. You're going to get really upset soon. Um, two percent <laughs> of Elon Musk's wealth is six billion, right? That's what they're asking for. In 2020, the UN World Food Program raised eight point four billion. 
So someone said on Twitter, how come that didn't solve world hunger? <laughs> well, because we need 14.4. Do the math. Okay, here's what they said. In 2020, the agency received US $8.4 billion in donations, which it says was $5.3 billion short of its requirements. A 2020 internal audit of WFP's management of contributions or donations found it was partially satisfactory, but in need of some improvement. So basically, the, they've got a whole lot of money, and base and, and whether or not the contributions or donations are helping is like nah, maybe it's maybe it's doing something, maybe it's not. Uh, once again, it, the big picture here is that it's two guys arguing that money can solve the world hunger problem, and, the, and there is no. It, it's like there is no. Well, they've got a whole lot of true. money. They've got eight yeah. billion dollars, and they yeah. couldn't do it. So, what's six billion going to do for Elon Musk? Like they, yeah, can, I, I don't know. They are supported can't solve by the that program like they're supported by it that their livelihood depends on it they're not trying to get rid of it right how about you don't sit on cock and you don't bust nothing chicks until you know that you can take care of a kid it's free it's totally free how about every time you want to have sex you just jerk <laughs> off instead of going and having sex take one out of the chamber and uh and don't have kids until you can take care of them so cheap so cheap <laughs> so cheap so cheap and you can get high on fentanyl you get high on whatever the fuck you want get high on this show and i'm depressed the rest of the week so later uh, on this week i'm gonna continue because we're still talking about yes, elon musk yes, yes. someone called so, so nothing's, nothing's come from the the whole like hey i've considered money to us i've but considered elon musk, wait wait sorry kate hold mm -hmm. on i've considered like having like a a uh you know like those big plastic containers that like coolant comes in i've considered having one of those under the desk and then just turning off my video and peeing <laughs> but i've never been the guy to pee in a bottle in the car anyway i, just could, I never had that skill but okay sorry Wait, go go on go on no is more. it the coffee is it the coffee making you pee I, well i've had like four pints of water in the last three hours and <laughs> yeah. but you can't pee in a bottle but you can shit in the van how does that work <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right on saturday november 6th elon this musk guy wants decided... us to post the number the fucking numbers on the screen sorry kate damn it what i'm numbers? trying so hard okay go on the oh so he, he, he better be calling then yeah right the wait wait kate show damn <laughs> Elon uh, Musk decided to pose a question to social media platform users, Twitter to be specific. Should Musk, the co-founder and CEO of the electric car company Tesla, sell off 10% of his Tesla stock? So this finished um, yesterday. Much is made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling 10% of my Tesla stock. Do you support this? The outcome was 57.9% yes, 42.1% no of 3.5 million votes. So 10% of Tesla stock would be valued at 20.8 billion with a long-term capital gains tax rate of 20% for someone in Mr. Musk's income bracket. It would equal a tax bill from the sale approaching US $4.2 billion. 
Now, this wasn't just another meaningless 24-hour Twitter poll to gauge public opinion. Musk said up front that there were consequences to this poll. The billionaire had promised to abide by the results of this poll, whichever way it goes. Now that the poll has ended, we have our answer. 57.9% of the more than 3.5 million Twitter users who voted said yes. The reason for the poll, according to Musk, was in response to a policy being floated around to tax unrealized gains. Treasury Secretary Secretary Janet Yellen has recently discussed it and a proposal for such a billionaire's income tax has been introduced by Senator Ron Wyden. Musk has publicly opposed plans to tax unrealized gains. The proposal would basically tax very wealthy people on the increased value of their stock holdings, even if they don't sell the assets off. That's Taxing, insane. That's yeah. insane. That's stealing from people. That's stealing from you. can't steal from people just because they're rich. That's fucking nuts. If I understand that correctly. Yeah, so it's like if you're if you own a house and it goes up in value and then suddenly the the people from what what's your tax place called in America? IRS. 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 Come back. So those guys come around and they're like, "Hey, um you owe us 20% of your now like additional value of 40k." And you're like, well, I don't fucking have 20K or whatever 20% is. Like, well, what do I do? They're like, well, sell something valuable like your house. And it's like, hey, so, so check this out. So I, I live in a, the house I own right now. The the, the house that I live in, my, my property tax is, um, I don't know exactly. Let's say it's $1,200 a month. It's fucking expensive. $1,200 a month, right? And I buy that, and, and 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 that's not my mortgage. That's just like even when my house is paid for, I have to send twelve hundred dollars a month to the government to live here. Right? For property tax. Yeah, that pays for like police and and like and like uh, LGBTQ flags at my elementary school <laughs> and shit like that. Right, BLM murals, stuff like that. And so, so there's people. There's people. It's not like this in California, but they've wanted to try to make this in California. So, so mine's stuck at this rate. It will not go up, right? It's just stuck at this rate and unless they add new um, – what's it? do you know what it's called? Ba- basically what I'm saying is, is they won't reevaluate. The, it's based on the cost of my house. It's a percentage of the cost of my house. And so they won't, it won't go up as long as I own this house. It won't go up until I sell it, right? So if I bought my house for a million dollars, it will always stay based on a million-dollar price even if my house is worth $10 million, okay? So – there's some people who want it so that they reevaluate the cost of your house every single fucking year, and they tried to do that in California. And you know what that does? That makes it so by the time you're 60 years old and retired, the house you bought for $400,000 is now worth $4 million, and you have to move out of it because you can't afford the property tax. They tried to fucking do that in California. Did that make sense to you, Kate? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you yeah, along with yeah. that? It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. It's 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 hatred. They try they, and they act like it's to help poor people. It's the hatred of the poor people. It's the it's keeping taxes the poor are, people poor, right? Yeah, rich people don't care if you tax them. They don't care if gas is taxed, if steak is taxed, if cigarettes are taxed. Rich people don't give a fuck. I think the obvious thing from the Twitter it, post is that to, like. If Elon so he's Musk gonna sell? go and be like, hey, I'm going to sell 10% of my Tesla stock, which is billions of dollars, and he's like, I'm just going to put it on Twitter, it clearly means that taxing the rich means fucking nothing, right? right. Like, it means nothing. Yeah, well, the, nothing the same the same taxing the rich, like, what, just, like, grave danger, what's, where's the threshold? 
Where's the data? Where at what point does it go from danger to grave danger? At what point do you go from middle class to rich? Because what's somebody, mm-hmm. what's rich? If I'm a millionaire, but you have 10 million, who who's rich? $120,000 a year is below the poverty line for a family of four in Santa Cruz and in Mount Vernon, Illinois. You are a motherfucking baller. Same the thing country. with Elon Musk is he doesn't take like a salary and stuff. So all his money is in assets and that's how the rich remain like rich and, and not paying much in tax. Yeah. And I think it's good. I think he's pushing back against the narrative because a lot of the people are just going after billionaires, evil, like demonizing the rich and saying that, but one, there's no threshold of rich. So it's like, where do you stop the demonization and where are you mm-hmm. middle-class? And then, Number two, this is the first time that somebody of like Elon Musk is pushing back against them publicly, which I think it's a good thing because then it's stifling them and showing that it's the money doesn't matter. It's mm. it's the broken system. That's the problem. Is he going to yeah, sell so then? Let me, let me read you this next bit. Saturday was not the first time Musk had floated the idea of selling off Tesla stock. Musk told journalist Kara Swisher at Code Conference in September that he planned to sell a big chunk of his Tesla stock options before they expired. I have a bunch of stock options that are expiring early next year, so that's a huge block of options we'll sell in Q4. Swisher asked if he was surprised by how much Tesla stock had gone up. I've gone on record and said I think Tesla's stock price is too high, in my opinion, Musk added later. What am I supposed to do? I'm not the one making it go up. ProPublica journalist Jesse Isinger pointed out on on Twitter that the third week in Musk's Saturday thread, uh, the the third tweet in Musk's Saturday thread, um, note, I do not take a cash salary or bonus from anywhere. I only have stock, thus the only way for me to pay taxes personally is to sell stock appeared to confirm the new site's reporting on how the ultra-wealthy avoid paying income taxes. I feel wow. like this just is going to be like some kind of crash in the future when everybody has to pay shit to fucking sell their Wow, their it's taxes. fucking skyrocketed. And here's this. Thank you for confirming our story that for the ultra-wealthy, income taxes are essentially voluntary, Isinger tweeted, noting that Musk had previously called the story misleading. So... Yeah, it's just like it, it's it's voluntary. He's like, oh, fuck it. All right, I have to pay a couple billion in tax. All right, here you go. Yeah, it doesn't matter because the assets that he owns continually to gain in value at such a crazy rate that it it doesn't, yeah. It's and then people have been saying that he's going to sell that stock. Tesla will go, I believe, down in value and he'll buy back half of his stock. And then he's also going to invest potentially price. in crypto. Yeah, so he'll buy it at a cheaper price. And then they people are saying he's going to put it into Bitcoin or one of the other ones that he likes. I, so, you uh, know, I, I always hate relating fictional characters to like people, but he really is like a modern day like Iron Man. You know, like he's like the rich, like he's not really evil, but he's not 100% good. He's just kind of, <laughs> he's like a rich rock star, you know, and he can manipulate the markets with one tweet. He Literally with one tweet. And suddenly, boom. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the influence is insane. And I think the reason why a lot of people go after him too is because the politicians realize that that influence and what it could do to the markets. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they're a little worried. Yeah. About well, he's, that. he's pretty loud on Twitter. Like he's on there yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. Musk 2024. I don't think he can run. He's not, is he American? No. He no. got a funny voice. South Africa. He also didn't invent <clears throat> Tesla. Like he didn't come up with the electric car Tesla. Oh. Like there was two other guys that did, and I, I forget their names. They actually created the technology and they created Tesla. And what he did is he came in and bought the majority share slowly over time as he was funding them. 
And there's an interesting yeah. thing called the PayPal mafia. Are they friends? Are they friends it. still? Uh, would uh, How do you think that ended? Probably not, huh? Not so good. Not so not good. Not so good. But it's interesting because PayPal created like a handful, like 13 of them, like Peter Thiel is another one of all these like mega billionaires outside of that one company. Mega billionaire. Yeah. Greg met with him a few times. Peter? Yeah. He fucking destroyed Gawker. Do you remember that? They outed him for being gay. And he didn't like that or they outed his boyfriend or some shit for being – I think maybe he was he was already out in San Francisco. He's already out. He was already like – he was already like openly gay. And yeah. Such a stupid thing to say. He was already openly gay. And uh, he liked dudes. He liked dudes. He was a dude. He had a penis and he liked penises. Anyway, and I think they added, outed his boyfriend and he was like, fuck you. He's off the last thing I do. I'll crush you. And then fucking Gawker fucked with Hulk Hogan and he got behind Hulk Hogan. You remember that? You know that story? Mm-mm. Gawker basically somehow showed a video of Hulk Hogan smashing some dude's wife, <laughs> smashing in the positive sense, like having sex with her. And they, 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 I think they posted it illegally. And Peter said, Hey Hogan, I'll help you sue the fuck out of him. And I think Hulk Hogan sued him and they, and they won the case for like $350 million and it put Gawker out of business. And Peter Thiel won. Oh. It's a great story. I, yeah, Peter a real interesting dude. You at you met him? You get you met him? That's no, I wasn't allowed to go on that trip. You don't get me <laughs> fucking started. I'll be really pissed off if you get me to tell that story. <laughs> so fucking stupid. They should have brought me fucking everywhere. Besides Dave, I was the fucking coolest dude who ever fucking worked there. <laughs> you know what a bit interesting is like if you just filmed and, and documented Greg the whole time. Like oh, whole- I do, I do, I do have have a couple hundred terabyte drives of fun stuff. Hulk Hogan was a swinger. Stand by for the documentary. Stand by. Um, <laughs> I know someone's like, he does not have hundreds of terabytes. Oh, careful. <laughs> careful. <laughs> um, okay, shall we? All right. So I wait, actually... wait, sorry, sorry. SpaceX isn't public. Negative. No, apparently not, according to wait, wait, Kate. Uh Ethan Forbes. <laughs> Now, just imagine 20 years from now, if SpaceX went public, what his worth would be. A fucking lot. So it's not public? No, and I think the reason why, too, is didn't they get a lot of government-subsidized contracts and stuff? I think didn't uh, Elon beat out Bezos for one of the, like, really large government um, contracts? And they sued. Amazon sued, right? Yeah, they sued, which is always funny, right? Because then, like, all the government, like, the government doesn't have any money. The government's money is our money, right? So, technically, like, we're like funding it, but yet it's not public. So, if Elon pays his tax, it's just going to go back to SpaceX. Is that what happens? It all trickles back to the rich. How does that work? Weird. You're going to love this, Sousa. Oh, yeah. Modesto, California, you're live on the air with Kate, Matt, and Sevon. What's up, man? What's up? Modesto. Right up near your neighborhood. Modesto, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you been uh, unfortunate enough to come by, come through Modesto ever? Uh, I I used to work at Bronco Billy's Pizza Palace in Hayward. (laughs) Do you know where that is? On the top of the hill by the campus? That's not near Modesto. What side? What's that? Where the fuck is Modesto? It's like east, Man. like more towards Stockton. Oh, it's yeah, out it's there. Scary. Like, um, yeah. you guys it's used to have a, the water slides. Manteca. Manteca is it by Manteca? Yeah, it, yeah, it's south of Manteca. Don't come here. 
I won't. I'll, I'll save you the trouble. <laughs> we, we call it the mess. Dude, I don't go anywhere. To let you guys know, um, I love you guys. You guys are freaking awesome. And Kate is adorable. Kate, you're adorable. Uh, your smile makes me happy. But um, I was going to... I was going to clear up, uh, so I'm actually driving a Tesla right now, ironically, but listening to your Elon Musk stories and everything, but uh, he, Elon did buy into Tesla, like somebody else founded it, like Mark, Martin Eberhold or something, and somebody else, and he used like some of their technologies, but they ended up having to pretty much redo all the technologies at the beginning of the, the foundation of the company, and they switched up a ton of stuff. And uh, he's probably like Susan said. He's pretty much like Tony Stark. It's pretty crazy. Tony but, Stark. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Tony Stark. Yeah, Iron Man. It's pretty crazy, and I love watching him toy with these stupid politicians uh, <laughs> all all the time. But it is I, great. It is great that he does that. It's great that he doesn't. That he is a. He's redefining. He's a, he's a true professional. Like. I, I, I stand by that. He's 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 being himself. He's being a good role model for all of humanity by being himself. The big picture, and I like that. I I think uh, he should come on my show. I'd like to hear. Oh my god, yeah, him and Jordan Peterson. I don't know what I'd say to Jordan Peterson. (laughs) Everybody's been asking for Jordan Peterson. Yeah. What would you say to Elon Musk? I don't know. Hey, check out Kate. Check out Kate Snatch. And if he knew what you meant, that would be even more impressive. Be his test. If he didn't know, I'd hang right. up on him. Right. <laughs> uh, so I actually want to ask uh, you guys a fitness question. It's kind of a random one. So obviously I love CrossFit. I do CrossFit, all that stuff. But uh, So I have asthma living out here in this amazing Modesto. It's uh, pretty much just pollution city out here. It's, we always have a – I don't know if you guys are familiar with like, the air quality index gate like in uh, Australia. I don't know if you guys do that, but – um, it just kind of measures like the pollut- pollutants in the air and out in Modesto it's always bad it's like always bad so I kind of have uh, my, I have like asthma because of that it aggravates it and so I was looking into uh, nose breathing techniques and I was just I was thinking about it like how the heck would any of these CrossFit like professionals breathe through their nose while they're doing these crazy uh, you know mile times and crazy like echo bike times well, well you don't like you don't start sprinting and breathing through your nose. You start doing the the lighter, easier, kind of low intensity stuff, breathing through your nose, and build up from there. Like I know uh, James Newbury when they did the marathon row, he rode like three quarters of uh, of it or something, nasal breathing only. So there's definitely different. Um, time domains that are better suited to nasal breathing and you just have to build up your tolerance for it and your ability to hit intensity while only breathing through your nose. But one really good thing to do that I do is I mouth tape at night. So I only nasal breathe when I sleep. So I get a little bit of, uh, it's called micropore tape. It's just like tape that it's like medical tape you can get from the chemist or the pharmacy. And I put a little strip of it over my lips and it just keeps my mouth and my lips closed at night. Um, so I only breathe through my nose and it clears your nasal passageway really nicely. And it also helps you to like, just switch on your parasympathetic state, which essentially means your nervous system can calm the fuck down while you're sleeping. Unless you're Savan. What do you say? Unless you're Savan and you have a fire nose for a nose or a yes. fire hose for yeah. a nose. 
Yeah. One of my nostrils is one of my nostrils is closed up. I broke my nose. I jumped into a pool high on ketamine in college. I think I was high on coke too, and stoned and drunk. And I jumped over and I was with all these people and I was showing off and I jumped over a fence and jumped into a pool into the shallow end and hit the bottom and broke my nose. I'm so lucky I didn't oh, die. Oh my I know. god. And uh it was cool though because because it the, was the cool girl though. I was trying to it was cool because the girl I was trying to show off to took me home and like let me sleep in her bed all night. Nothing happened, but to to make sure that I that I didn't go unconscious or I forget why. But she took care of me, kinda. Like I wish, actually, didn't have a happy ending. But anyway, so one of my nostrils is closed, and I can't really breathe out of it that well. But I do all my working out through nose breathing, everything, like every everything. And I don't take my mouth shut, but my mom told me she does. I don't think I have to do that. And I also don't ever try to go to sleep at night. I've talked about this before too. No. I just lie on my back and I do energy body every single night, three times a day. I do it when I go to bed. I do it when I wake up and I do it in the middle of the day. You do what? Energy body. What the heck's that? It's where you shift your awareness. You shift all of your attention to a point on your body and you start scanning your body until your awareness leaves your – first, you have to cultivate enough awareness to do it. And you do that by just a ton of practice. I, then, wonder, what, I wonder where you focus your center of attention, Savant. Not there, I, I not, there. Go- <laughs> not there, not there, not there. Uh, your mouth. <laughs> the the bad nostril. Yeah, the bad. So nostril. check this out. Have you guys seen those? Uh, have you guys seen those? Like, it's kind of like what Kate was talking about with that microboard tape. But they have those like it's like a stereo strip nose thing. But it you put it on your nose, like you wash your nose, get all the oils off, and then you put it like at the bridge of your nose, and it's almost like a spring, and it holds your nose open. It literally opens your nostrils. Yeah, and uh, that that I'll do that when I do the echo bike, and I just like Kate said, I'm starting to build up tolerance to it. But I was curious that like I just oh you you I thought that was for when you sleep. Wait a second, you do that when you're exercising. That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you can use it when you sleep too. But I don't have a hard time breathing when I'm sleeping. It's what I'm doing. Uh, when I'm doing like heavy heavy cardio type stuff, like running, sprinting, or echo bike or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you should try it. You should try it. It's, it's pretty nice, actually. But I was curious for Kate, if you, I mean, you build up a tolerance to it, but aren't you just building your anaerobic threshold? You're not moving as much air still, so it's still kind of a compromise, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's like there's there are times and place, especially with CrossFit, to breathe through your mouth to get intensity to get results. Yeah. Like, there's a bit of a, I mean, maybe if you're someone who's like nasal breathing only, like only do that. If you're Brian McKenzie, who's like fucking never breathe through your mouth, like maybe the trade-off for those guys is like, hey, no, we we would prefer to keep your fucking mouth shut and breathe through your nose and miss out on maybe some of the other intensity or some of the other. Yes, like, yes, I'm in workouts. that boat. But with CrossFit, it's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna compromise a little bit and have a trade-off and breathe through my mouth to just fucking push hard and hurt and and Fuck that balance. Insane. Fuck balance. <laughs> No, balance is good. As soon as he said anaerobic, something, 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 I just picked up my phone. Hey, I also have that. I, oh, I had my air cleaner up there. Did you guys see it? This is my, I, I have a bunch of these in my house. I don't know if they do shit, but there. yeah, but they fucking, yeah. they get so dirty. So I think they're doing something. They do. You do live in California, land of the dirty air and everything else. Yeah, I got like three of those going. Causing pollution somewhere where they're burning coal, but keeping my, my living room clean. <laughs> So, yep, you're a good citizen. You're a good dude, Savan. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. I didn't get to burn you as much as I wanted to, Savan, but I'll call back sometime later. <laughs> All right. 
All right, take care. Bye. Later. Only Bye. so many short and short jokes and nose jokes you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're going full pop button now, aren't you? Cholo, cholito. Yeah, I saw that. I went from fucking looking like I do yoga to a cholo. I'll take cholo. <laughs> <laughs> fucking vato. You call me a vato. I think that might be derogatory. If it is, strike that from the record. Okay. Let's go. There you go. Nice. All right. You guys are ready? James and James ain't got shit on you. Get ready to get fired. Hey, do you want me to call James? Want me just to fucking call him? <laughs> Where is he? What is he doing? Is he on a seminar? Is he traveling? He's flying. He probably, right? he probably got a yeah. warning from HQ saying not to do this. Hey, one yeah, of you has to, to go. One of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is talking about Coca-Cola. Now I came across this because um, Kobe Bryant just made $400 million because he was an initial investor in the company Body Armor back in 2013. So there's been this big jump in um, Body Armor because Coca-Cola buys full control of Body Armor for $5.6 billion in its largest ever brand acquisition. It announced Monday it has bought full control of sports drink maker Body Armor for $5.6 billion, making it the company's largest brand acquisition to date. The beverage giant bought at uh, 15% stake in Body Armor in 2018, becoming its second largest shareholder. At the time, basketball legend Kobe Bryant was its third largest shareholder after investing in Body Armor in 2013, just two years after its founding. The estate of the late NBA star will receive roughly $400 million from the sale, according to the Wall Street Journal. The deal for the remaining 85% of Body Armor isn't entirely unexpected. Coke first said in February that it intended to buy a controlling interest in Body Armor later this year in a pre-acquisition filing with the Federal Trade Commission. Owning Body Armor helps Coke gain market share in the sports drink category, although PepsiCo's Gatorade is far and away the market leader with roughly 70% market share. By touting itself as a healthier sports drink, Body Armor has surpassed Coke's Powerade to become the second largest player in the category. According to Coke, the sports drink brand's retail sales this year are expected to be more than $1.4 billion, up about 50% this year. Um, there's another number here. Yeah. Okay. This is it. A Goldman Sachs analyst noted that sales in the four weeks ending October 9th, Gatorade had 64% of sales, Powerade had 13% and Body Armor had 18% of the market. The global sports drink market is projected to grow from 27.2 billion in 2021 to 36.3 billion in 2028. So basically, the new Coke, like the new soda, is energy drinks and sports drinks, which is already a thing in Australia. It's the second highest contributor with regards to the sugar intake of people's diets. Um, so it's now just going to be, quote unquote, health drinks. I love it when people are like, but Sevon, um, sugar consumption in the United States has gone down from 2000 to it's lower than it was in 2000. It's like, shut the fuck up. You believe that shit? Just look around you. Just look around you. You just know it's a lie. Have you seen the movie Idiocracy? No. Have you seen that movie, Souza? I no. think it's the guys who did South Park made it, or maybe it's the Beavis and Butthead guys. Anyone who's who hasn't seen that movie should see that person. Uh, should see that movie, Idiocracy. Ten years ago, 
well, I probably saw it five years ago. It's probably 10 years old, but I didn't enjoy the movie at all because I thought it was so scary because I thought, what if it's true someday? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a comedy, but it's like horrible how stupid everyone is. And one of the one of the, um, one of of the the problems in the movie and the society and in the idiocracy is they can't figure out why crops won't grow and they've been feeding them Gatorade or it's like kind of like Gatorade, but they can't mm-hmm. use the word Gatorade in the movie. And they're like, and it has electrolytes. <laughs> and and for those of us who were around when Greg was fucking going nuts about hydration, it's it's the, the stuff that he uncovered about Gatorade is fucking crazy. Mm. And none of it was hidden; it was just all out in the open. It was just all out in the open. But basically, over drinking, over hydrating causes encephalopathy, brain swelling. And when your brain swells, it fucking goes into your medulla oblongata, your brain stem. That's no bueno. And people have died from that. And if you follow the hydration guidelines that existed from years ago and hydrated at those those appropriate values, you would have died. Yes, yes. You would have followed the guidelines. People were dying. Anyway, it's a fucking five-hour lecture. Call Greg if you want to hear this shit. But it's just – they're horrible fucking companies. Do you guys know anyone who's ever had a sip of body armor? I I don't even know. It doesn't exist out here. Like we have Gatorade and Powerade, but we don't have body armor. Please call the show if you've ever drank. No, no. Just put a gun in your mouth. (laughs) Drink body armor. Body armor. Oh, my God. It's the only bad thing about the UFC that they they somehow are sponsored by them. Body armor. Mm. I drink body armor. I thought UFC was fucking. I, I, you know, there's like people will say like, um, uh, no, no. Well, they're monster too. They're monster. Well, they used to be. They were. Yeah, I think they're both. They have body armor. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe they switched to monsters. Monster. They definitely is used monster to be body one armor one of too. their brands, or is Monster Health separate thing? No, I think Coca Cola owns the majority share of Monster. I would mm. never drink one of those drinks sure. openly. Like people will be like, "Oh, it's so cool, Savon. You don't care what people think." No, actually, I do care. I've actually had a Bang Energy drink, and like the second I'm done with it, like I throw it away, like as far as I can away from me. <laughs> I would be embarrassed if someone saw me drink a Bang, a Monster, a, something called Body Armor, Gatorade. I I just see people drink that, and I just judge you. I think you're a tool. Like just you're just clueless. It's it's it, it's like it's like um uh yeah it's nuts. How do people still not know? I There's a stat out there that 55% of all the calories consumed by people in Mexico, on well, on average, 55% of calories comes from soda pop. Can you even get your head mm-hmm. around that? 50, imagine if 55% of your calories were from soda pop. How many of your calories are from soda pop, Kate? Um, approximately zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I've probably had Diet Coke in the last year. I've probably had one. I was probably in a pinch driving. I feel like I remember having a can of Diet Coke. I was in a pinch driving. I wanted the caffeine. I spoiled myself. Other than that, it just it's not even good. Soda water is better. Hmm. I, I, it's not even like – the funny thing is is that the people that you see drinking those drinks are – it's almost oh, like here a, we go. Let's judge them. Get them. <laughs> but <laughs> you it really be shamed it's like it's like, for drinking that. Yes, I did watch it, 268. It's dope. No, I haven't talked about it yet. Go ahead. I Sorry. do have an article on 268 actually about oh. the straw weight girls. Is it straw weight? Man. 
She's special. Mm. I want to hear what you. I want to hear what you think. Um, tell the guy from New Orleans and the tell the guy from New Orleans and the rest of us what you think about people who drink uh, Gatorade and body what, armor. What does he think? Well, no, I want to know what you think. This guy, he's just lucky he gets to hear you live. <laughs> <laughs> I just hey, think what, 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 what should be for body armor? What's my favorite body armor? What's your beef with it? What, what, what's wrong with it? That's one of my favorite things to drink. Oh, oh shit. What's your oh, with shit. It? Uh-huh. You drink body armor? I love body armor. I would have never guessed. Yeah. I would have never fucking guessed. <laughs> who, who is why, this? Who's why are you body armor? Why, why, why oh, you get body armor? God, I'm going to go to hell for being such an asshole. What do you mean, <laughs> why do I don't like body armor? Dude, the same. What the fuck do you like about that shit? They got a damn electrolyte in it and it helps you with workouts and shit. No, that shit fucking makes your dick small. That's point one. That's point one. Point two is is it fucking rots your teeth. Point three is is it rots your fucking soul. <laughs> Let me tell you, I want three things. I want nice teeth. Too late, my teeth are fucked up. I want a huge cock and I want a fucking flowering soul of love. That shit, I bet you, I bet you the plastic in that shit, brother, is fucking horrible for you. There's some like BPA fucking sperm killing shit. I didn't know that. I thought, it was, I thought it was good for like recovering work, recovering out the workout and shit like that. At least that's with the promotion of it. Yeah, the marketing is fucking well. Here's the, here's the thing my body is my temple. I want it to be just the best shit ever. And that shit is way, way low on the totem pole. And if your argument is that it tastes good, I understand. There's tons of things in life that probably taste good. There's tons of things that probably, like, you know, feel good, taste good, smell good. But, like, sorry. No. Okay, what, what about what about Gator and Bottle? I'm dying to do that shit Ricky Garrard did. I just don't <laughs> want an enlarged prostate. I'm dying to get so fucking strong that I can lift more than Kate and be on this show with a tank top. I ain't doing it. If my fucking prostate's gonna get giant, you ain't gotta do that shit. Just get in the gym and grow. Put the work in. I need translation. I need translation. It says don't take shortcuts. Just put the work in. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I said. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your honesty for drinking body armor. I appreciate that. Um, is there? Is there? It, Hi. Is there anything else you want to add to the show? I I love it that you what's what's your name? Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. And you go to university. I forget which university you go to. LSU. LSU. Ryan from LSU. I want to make a note. You should just be a regular on the show. Ryan from LSU. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I wish. Yeah. It's that body armor. Yeah, it's that body armor, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you have a girlfriend? Seriously. Shit, because somebody probably won't deal with my crazy ass when the fuck's in. Someone won't deal with your crazy ass? Somebody, she probably won't want to deal with my crazy ass when the fuck's in. Girls like that stuff. It's guys, it's nice, calm, cool, chill guys like me that get no pussy. Guy, girls love a crazy, wild guy. Do you have any tattoos? No. Oh, well, then you're screwed. Yeah, me neither. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> Hey, what your kids been up to? How uh, how's your jitsu going? They're great. They're completely amazing. They're 
superstars. They're superstars. I'm the greatest dad in the world, and I have the greatest kids in the world. It's a competition between us. And thank you for asking. Okay. They're so wonderful. They're 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 beams of light in my life. I, I wake up every morning and just run to see them. They're so fucking awesome. Tomorrow I'm taking them to go play tennis. I kind of can't just wait. I'm just gonna. I'm thinking about doing a live calling show tomorrow. Because, what? They play tennis. Translation. They're playing tennis too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They play everything. They play everything. How can I understand him and you can't, Savan? Jeez, dude, I'm telling you, this guy sounds like he's fucking. Ryan sounds like he's from a different fucking planet to me. I swear to God, I cannot. I, I'm fascinated by him. It's like one of the characters from Sesame Street is called this show. You can hear. You gotta understand me, Am I going where? To the Indianapolis 500. Can you understand me, now? Yes, I can yeah. understand you now. And what's your flavor? Uh, what's your what's your favorite flavor of body armor? Uh, the peach mango. Peach mango. Yeah, that's one of the flavors for the jewel. Well, no, I don't <laughs> do that. Yeah, you better not. That shit. That's like freebase and coke. That jewel thing <laughs> is fucking nuts. Only weed over here, sir. Yeah. Don't do nicotine is scary. I tried the jewel once. It is scary. Why is he shouting? We're all shouting, Bruce. We get it. I got excited when he called. I got excited. It's the most he this is the most uh this is the gayest part of my day. When Ryan called, I just get it's like I'm just overstimmed. <laughs> I love it. Oh. All right, brother. Well, thanks for calling, Ryan. I appreciate it. Quit that under armor. Quit quit drinking that under armor. Yes. All right. Try Peace try water. Hey, you know what tastes you know what actually tastes better than body armor? What? The uh the BCA from podium. This shit tastes like Kool-Aid. Okay, BCA's Kate, what do you say podium. now? Okay, Kate, said, what do you say? This the last thing he said was this shit tastes like Kool-Aid. I just didn't catch <laughs> the, the, the The BCA double A's from podium <laughs> taste like Kool-Aid. Fraser's oh, the Matt Fraser stuff. stuff. Yeah. I heard that if you podium get a bottle of NyQuil and put in two scopes, two scoops of podium, fucking, <laughs> it's a party. What? <laughs> oh shit. Okay, love you, Ryan. Talk to you next Ryan. week, brother. Right, man. Bye. That was cool that he called it, even though he you just literally said all those drinkers should put a gun to their head or in their mouth, which is, is a very extreme leap to make. You know, like they don't get a second chance. Maybe they just didn't know it was healthy. It wasn't healthy. Uh, to the gallows with you. Oh, you know, drinkers. you know, I'm trying to get on the show. Um, I want him on my podcast. Tyson. I'm trying to get Tyson Bajan on my podcast. He is a Division II quarterback, and he's turning out to be one of the greatest Division II quarterbacks in the history of fucking football. And I knew him when he was a little kid, and now I want to fucking jump on the bandwagon. And his dad's cool as shit. His dad tells me he's the coolest kid ever, and I kind of believe it. Tyson Bajan out of Shepherdstown. Okay. Uh, Sousa, check your DMs. Jordan Peterson, yeah. Podium's coffee flavor is disgusting. Dude, anything coffee flavored is disgusting. No, not Tyson Fury. Okay.
So, Kate, what was next? What we have next is... Do you like being at the helm, Kate? Do you like being at the helm? Yeah, I like reading. That's <laughs> Kate was the kid in the second grade when they called on her. Can you read this paragraph, Kate? She's I like, loved what? it. I loved it. I love reading in front of people. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't for the Kates in class, I would have never gotten anywhere. <laughs> Dude, Hobart's Hobart's fucking listening to the show. Yeah. He was giving you shit. <laughs> this motherfucker. Hey, you Hobart, know, you know this that is for you. We're actually at his article. This is perfect. Wait, wait, one second. There's a guy, there's a guy, Caleb. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. fine, fuck, go. <laughs> the guy, Caleb, who makes clips for us has already, like, turned out a bunch of clips. He's already sent me a clip of your unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and uh, unconscious fuck yeah, competence. I nailed that. Yeah. That's good. I like That's Kate at the helm. Thank you, Hobart. Shut the fuck okay, up, Hobart. You fucking Hobart. abandoned us. I think Hobart put this in as a fucking just to take the piss, but we're rolling with it. Marathon woman poops pants. Tamara Torlakson's digestive tract is a well-oiled machine. Whenever she has a race or a long day, long run day, her bowels automatically clear before she hits the road. Nothing was different in the day of the Mountains to Beach Marathon, her sixth race of the 26.2-mile distance in 2018. And yet, about halfway through the race, she realized she needed to go again. How she handled the urge was unusual, by pooping her pants. <laughs> but she believes it served her well. Torlaxon ended up achieving a personal record as well as legend status in her running circles. After having her first child, Torlaxon, then 31, was fueled by a sort of new mom energy. Some runners say they've become faster after giving birth. Mom strength, that's a, it's a real thing. Dad strength is also real. Training was going really well. I knew I was in really good shape, said Torlaxon, an event planner in Sacramento, California, who leads a local women's running group. The Mountains to Beach Marathon, which starts in, how do you say that, Ojai? O-J-A-I. Ojai? 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 I can't, I can't see it, but it's probably, sure. is it California? Ojai, Ojai California. California, yeah. yeah uh, yep. And ends in the coastal city of Ventura, <laughs> west of Los Angeles, would be her first postpartum race, and she thought she could set a personal record. And for the first half of the race, she was on track to do just that. But at mile 13 or 14, she realized she needed to go to the bathroom. She didn't no, want to no. lose physical or mental momentum by stopping, nor did she want one pit stop to prompt her colon to request several. I thought, I don't know if it's possible to poop while running, but I will try, Torlaxon said. I didn't want one poop to mess it all up. <laughs> Isn't that like – it wasn't that like a Steve-O thing or what were those guys, a jackass thing where like they would run and poop at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like there was a vid the show where they did that? Okay. Without stopping, she relieved herself into the built-in underwear in her shorts. I had to focus, she said, and continued on her way. It just came out, and I felt a lot better, she said. Torlaxon doesn't think anyone noticed, and she said she didn't give a shit if they did. Marathoners don't judge. She maintained a PR pace with soiled shorts for roughly 13 more miles. She kept her mind focused on maintaining wow. her fast clip not on what was in her shorts. When she neared the finish line, she yelled to, to her friends, I pooped my pants. <laughs> Torlaxin quickly hit the medical tent for baby wipes and cleaned up in a porta potty. I just can't even imagine writing this article. Like, 
It's insider relate. I think insiders just ghetto as shit. I think it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a, a gossip magazine, right? Yeah. So is business yeah. insider. They're horrible. They're just yeah. They're fucking lying rags. Clickbait lying <laughs> rags. This article from the Onion. Yeah, I'm almost. <laughs> hey, um, do you think she shit her pants, pooped her pants, or do you think it was more of a shart? Do you know a shart? If you're familiar with that term, shart? Uh, no, I reckon if you're like <laughs> racing and you're nervous, she full blown shat her pants. Like, if you've ever been at a CrossFit competition and used the public bathrooms, like the toilets for the athletes, it is nasty because everyone is doing nervous poos. Like, the whole fucking day. <laughs> and those are kind of like <laughs> explosive spraying ones? Yeah, like- it's like too much coffee, way too much nerves, adrenaline, and you just like fucking lose control. Your body just tries to empty everything out when it can because when you're competing, it shuts it all down. <laughs> When you're on the floor. How is it how is it that sometimes when you shit, it, and I shouldn't say sometimes, I should be more specific. On very rare occasions, you <laughs> shit and there's poop up on the back. Have you ever had that? On um, like the there, toilet bowl? There's poop on the yeah, on the back of the lid, like pretty up on high. The lid? Like, yeah. You never had that? No, so there's a really funny. I've had uh, that a couple comedian. times in my life, but probably like at least three times in the last 10 years. And when I first started fasting a lot, I would I'd get some crazy shits that, you know, after I fasted. Now I don't get those anymore. They were like um, poison shits. They smell like poison burning shit. plastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I just learned this from the stand-up comedian that he's American, but he lives in Australia. He, and I, I guess I did know because I used to live in the U.S., but he was talking about the toilet bowls, how in Australia there's like very little water in the actual bowl. So there's a lot of bowl surface exposed. So when you shit, it leaves like a mark on the porcelain bowl and you <laughs> yeah. have to use the brush to like brush it off. That's and in, in Australia? America, it's like you don't, yeah. So like, cause the water is so low. So uh-huh. like you hit the ball. <laughs> And I just realized this is not really a thing in America. But, hey, maybe that's why you have the splashback problem. Yeah, this is a little different. This is like someone said it's like reverse shitting. It's like weird. It's like it's almost like you took it's, – it's like it sprayed upward. It's so fucking weird. It, I, I don't understand it at all. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Um, yeah, we just we just fill our bowl up to the very top. The the bowls in the United States are so high that sometimes like you like you got to look and make sure the tip of your dick don't touch the water. Seriously, it's like that. What can I say? It's just we, we got an abundance of water here. Uh, Twelve years and done for this guy. I don't know what that means. Twelve years and done for. Uh, best thing about having L one cleaning the toilets and reverse shitters. <laughs> I don't know what that means either, but I don't like it. Don't say anything bad about the L one. <laughs> maybe uh maybe hosted maybe hosted at l1 and then had to clean up the bathroom. oh wow i bet you hosting an l1 is you get some nasty shits in there yeah big group of crossfitters anyway there's a big group of crossfitters it's like <laughs> i think this guy zachary said he lives in ventura did it did he anyway zachary okay. got the waldo picture he's, i know there. he's like it looks like where's wally in his photo yeah i shit my pants once no, <laughs> twice. Twice in my life. I was five and I shit my pants. That sucks. You, you remember that? You recall that? Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Was it then I went to the bathroom. That's going to be, you know what? Your son one day is going to be like, I pissed myself twice in my life. Once when I was five playing tennis and my dad was watching me, he's going to be on a podcast telling this very story. Word. I agree. <laughs> Um, when I was five, it sucked. It sucked. Basically I was, we were, we were at a friend, my, we were at my parents' friend's house and there were, it was a big party, like 50 people there. And I shit my pants and I basically just dealt with it in my pants for like hours and it just sucked. It was so bad. I was like devastated. 
I told my son that story after he peed his pants. I go, at least you didn't shit your pants like I did. And then the second time was I was living, I was, I was homeless. And I was, it was like my first stint at being homeless. And I, and I still had my car and I was, I was sleeping in the back of my truck. And the night before someone had taken me to Jack in the box and I hadn't eaten in Jack in the box probably like for five years. And I had a, that some sort of hamburger. And I woke up like at five in the morning and I basically, I had to shit so bad and there was nowhere to shit. So I'm like driving and I pull up to a McDonald's and as I jump out of the car, the shit just falls out in my pants, like just running diarrhea. I literally had to take off my pants and my underwear right there and step out of them and then just walk away. I littered. I just, I just left it. I just left it there. Oh my God. The person who found that. Oh fuck. Yep. That's it. Those, those are my only two. I only... (laughs) And I didn't need a jack in the box again for like 20 years, but I ended up going back there. Wow. Uh, the Sevon shit story in the van with the kids is a classic guess. That is, that was an amazing The van story. with the kids. Yeah, I, I should, I, I'll tell it on here. I'll tell it on the 500th episode here. I had to shit in the van once. <laughs> One of my kids threw it. My kids. <laughs> <laughs> I did not shit my pants. It was in a toilet that was in the van. I shit in a toilet in the van. Wait, what'd okay. you do with that? What'd you do with that mini toilet? Did you just leave it there again? No, I no, I didn't throw no, I cleaned it out. Are you just a serial <laughs> shit runner? Is that what's no, happening? No, 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 no. He has no, a history of these ass. Yeah. Oh god. I can't tell that story right now. Cannot tell oh that story my right now. god. It's fucking come. It's too it's too good for it to be told at 152. <laughs> Hey, well, I got one. One time I was in a van, a bus, and it was on my friend's wedding. We were in the middle of Mexico, like middle of nowhere, Mexico. And the road was so small that the bus barely fits down in like the cliffs on one side. Yes, I know those roads. Yeah, in the city of Guadalajara. And we were going towards the middle of Mexico. My stomach hurts so bad. And so finally we stop after like an hour and a half. And there's no AC. It's in the middle of summer. It's hot. It's miserable. And we get there to where their uh, family had like, it was like an old auto body shop plus a restaurant, but now it was just kind of a rundown house. And I go, oh, this is it. I get to finally use the bathroom. And there's a line of us out of the bus and the bathroom doesn't even really have a door. It just has like a curtain. Oh, and that's like not bad. That's not bad. Their living room. Oh, it's like so everybody's standing there and you're right outside of it. And it's just a, it's just a little pool off to the side. And everybody's also in line for the bathroom, but then they're just hanging out right outside. What did you do? <laughs> I just just went in shifts. <laughs> so you, oh, you mean like you shit a little bit and then flush it and then got back in line again? Yeah, and you couldn't necessarily like flush it. It didn't. It didn't necessarily flush either. Oh god! Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Oh, man. oh holy yeah. shit! So it was a very public display. <laughs> It was a very and stank. Yes, and like you're busting ass. And it was like the first night we were in Mexico the night before, so we had all like this, uh, you know, like steak, Mexican food, tequila, some beer. Where, did you have your chick with you when that happened? <laughs> no, she was too afraid to go. Oh, I mean, it was like literally like middle of Mexico. Yeah, it it got it got sketchy. I was in a I was in a van trip one time to we, we I think we were just driving from San Francisco to Santa Barbara, 
and there were there were too many people in the van. It was a Volkswagen bus. It did like fifty five miles an hour top speed. And there were probably like eight eight or nine people in it. And a dude had to take a piss, and the driver's like, "Just open the door and pee." And the <laughs> dude fucking oh, and I wasn't. Thank God, I, I think I was in the front seat. But the dude opened the door and started peeing, and all of the pee came comes back in, <laughs> even though the side doors open. <laughs> just so everyone, everyone, so <laughs> uh, my hand, my my boys will pee, pee, get pee on themselves, like get it on their hand, like be standing there, pee, and I'm standing there, like standing guard, like we're at a park, and they pee, and it gets on their hands, and then they just walk right up to me and just wipe it on me, they just wipe <laughs> it on my back or my pants. Or I never say anything; I just take it like it, like just a good, like a good dude. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> Oh, okay. All Stories. Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna I want to tell you guys some... what happened with the Matt Sevon and Josh podcast. You guys want to know what happened with that? Yeah. Look, the fans want to look. There's multiple people saying we want to know. Okay, I'll tell you when we hang up. I'll t- when we're when we get off the air and it's just three of us. I'll tell you what happened. Can we have like a? We'll have like a news <laughs> episode one day that's just like stories from Sivan's life. Yes, <laughs> that's tomorrow morning at seven. <laughs> Okay, so the last few articles, we have a few different options. We might actually be able to get through all of them, but I want to I just want to let you let you know what they are and you guys can decide the order. Okay. This one is the FBI raids NSA employees home and finds 16 million dick pics. I don't uh, think that's a true story. There's no way that, that one, can be true. Even the article looks like kind of dumb. Um and then there was the Dutch man bitten by a snake on the toilet who underwent reconstructive surgery. And then did, that, that one can't be true either. <laughs> yeah, see, those ones are a little like far fetched, and then. But, but I okay. want to hear about the reconstructive surgery. Did you want, they make okay, it here, bigger? Okay, let's let's do it. Let's do it then. A man from the Netherlands had to have reconstructive surgery on his penis after suffering a bite from a cobra while sitting on the toilet. Are there cobras in the Netherlands? Fuck. The otherwise healthy 47 year old was on vacation in South Africa. There you go, at a nature oh. reserve when the cobra struck from the toilet and clamped onto his genitals, according to the details published in the urology case reports. The man waited three hours to be transported by helicopter to the nearest trauma center, some 350 kilometers away, after suffering what the medical journal described as the first case of a snouted cobra envenomation of the genitals. During that presumably torturous wait, the victim reported feeling a burning sensation in his genitals and a pain that ascended through his groin to his flank, upper chest, and abdomen. When he arrived at the hospital, his genitals were swollen in a deep purple color, which doctors say indicated scrotal necrosis, commonly referred to as flesh-eating disease. Yeah, necrosis, I think, means dead. Mm. Dead He received... Uh, he received multiple doses of a nonspecific snake venom antiserum and broad-spectrum antibiotics, according to the medical report. The scrotal necrosis was reported to involve the entire fascia, skin to internal spermatic, and was ex- excised with extensive margins. Wait, Read what was excised? What was excised? And was excised with extensive margins. The scrotal necrosis was reported to involve the entire fascia and was excised with extensive extensive margins. I don't know what that means exactly. Wait, wait, keep going. Uh, there was something. Uh, well, put the article back. I saw the word shaft. Uh, did you read that part? No, I'm about to get to it. The defect oh, in oh, the penile. Like word. <laughs> okay, here we go. The defect in the penile shaft was treated by superficial debr- debridement and a vacuum-assisted closure pump. 
Nine days later, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) Holy shit. Vacuum assisted closure pump, the defect in the penile shaft. Fuck, that carper got his shaft and was treated by superficial debridement and a vacuum assisted closure pump. Okay, hold on. We need to look at this for a second. First of all, necrosis is, I looked it up, it is, it's localized death. Wait, can I see that article again, Susan? I need to see that shit. <laughs> Some of those words in there. Anything around the word shaft needs to be understood. Penal, okay, I know what that is. That's the penis. Shaft, that's like the long part of the penis, right? That's like, mm-hmm. that, the, the shaft penis is a shaft. <laughs> yeah. And then debridement. <laughs> Does that mean like taking shit out of it? Debride that's like debris something by taking debridement. Like, where's Colin when we need him? Like is, yeah. is that mean like when you clean out your gutter, you debris it? Debride what the fuck the was removal in the shaft? of damaged tissue or foreign objects from a wound? Oh shit. So that is the dead tissue from the poison they were removing. So from the Department of Surgery, debridement is a procedure for treating a wound in the skin. It involves thoroughly cleaning the wound and removing all hyperkeratotic, thickened skin or callus, infected and non-viable necrotic or dead tissue, foreign debris and residual material from dressings. Can you put – Just removes everything. Can uh, – hopefully not everything. This (laughs) – what what part of the penis is this? Into the corpus spongiosum to the fold on the preputium. Do I have a preputium? Do I have that? And, and what's, somebody bring up some uh, anatomy. I just need to see a picture. Do you want me to pull up a picture of that, or do you got that? Search corpus spongiosum and perpetuum. <laughs> Colin says, "Think pottery tools scraping dead tissue." <laughs> oh, I wish I wouldn't ask. Hey, so this I this thing Matt's face right now. <laughs> Did this thing latch onto his cock? This thing latched onto his balls? Like when you're pit, like. Yes. Did he pee down the throat? Was he peeing or was he pooing? Like, was he peeing and the snake just like really came fast out of the toilet? Like, would you see that coming? It's like, you guys are facing the toilet. No, 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 no. He's probably fucking looking at his Instagram. (laughs) And the next thing that was the fucking cobra fucking injecting fucking 20 cc's of venom. Yeah. Uh, but but Imagine how about walking it? out of the bathroom being like fucking someone help? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! How about oh, that? He's doing the research for us. Okay, so the force, uh. so tissue. Oh, so he 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 got circumcised. <laughs> so they got <laughs> circumcised. A little late circumcision. All right, no big deal. <sighs> oh my god! And basically, the anatomy words that are on there are just the shaft broken down into different sections. But if you look at the anatomy here in the uh, most of the damage coming from the scrotum, it looks like it was like this. And the snake came up underneath here and then held on like that. Oh, good. <sighs> hey, dude, but if his foreskin would got some some of that, 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 that makes me think the foreskin was bit. Yeah, probably captured the whole thing. You're going to have a pretty big mouth, cobra mouth. Just yeah. Went all in. Oh, man. That's okay. Intense. All right. Yeah, and then he was okay. He was good. The doctors <laughs> found the wounds had successfully healed and function and sensation to his penis had fully recovered. So he's, um, he's okay. He'll uh, never Pavel, smell the again, but he's okay. <laughs> he, his penis got covid 
Um, what's the story of Matt Seven? There is no story, dude. I was just, I'm just bullshitting you. I was just like, just clickbait shit. Don't, don't listen to me. I'm episode three hundred. It's coming. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, the poison travels fast in the blood of cherries. You think he got fucking like? Ah, no, he didn't. He didn't get hard. He didn't. He didn't get hard during that 350 mile flight. You're Trauma for life. Shock. Yes. Oh my god. Hey, is this true? You're Hope CF. Up. Anyone else have irrational fear of snakes coming out of the toilet? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you do. Oh fuck yeah! In Australia, especially because like women, you sit on the toilet bowl. You don't know what's going on down there behind you. You just fucking pray. <laughs> uh, dude, the toilet. I I that's like one of my most peaceful times of the day. I feel like it must have been in some like. Did you guys ever have goosebumps in in America? The mo- like the shows or like the books. The they're books, like these yeah. kids like they're like thriller horror stories, scary stories. Yeah. I feel like it was in one of those episodes or something where there's like a snake in the toilet or some shit like that. And now I'm just like perpetually just terrified of fucking a snake <laughs> coming out of the toilet. Man. And then it I, happens to some guy. It, what'd you say? It happened. Oh yeah, it did, did happen. happen. Right. Uh, um, poor Dutchman. I was afraid of sharks in the pool. Yeah, I'm afraid of sharks like in the ocean, not in the pool. I was. We had a swimming pool when I was a kid, and if I was in the swimming pool swimming alone, I don't know why my mom let me do that, but I was allowed to come home from school and just swim in our pool. And uh, I was always like, I would be swimming in there, and then I have to get out and walk around the pool to make sure there's no shark in there. Irrational, <laughs> irrational fear. Kind of like how some of you have with COVID. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> what happened with Dan Bailey? You guys were close. He seems to be a good dude. Huh? Uh, good one. <laughs> Sharks in the pool for sure. Damn it. Hope nothing you say matters anymore. You're afraid of toilets and the snake snakes in the toilet. Oh man. Okay. What other stories, Kate? Okay. We have exploding drone assassination attempt on Iraqi PM fails. Uh, wow. We have, yeah, so it seems a little bit anticlimactic, though. So, anyway, let's go through it. It's this is um the guy. I mean, why hasn't anyone done that? Like, I'm surprised that's not that hasn't been done a bunch. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to say where and how and who, but I mean, I'm just surprised that 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 technique hasn't been. I mean, I don't think they allow drones to fly near the White House, right? <clears throat> nope. Surely not. Okay, no an exploding drone aimed at the Iraqi prime minister's house has failed to kill him. The government has said Mustafa al-Kadimi was reported by the government to be unharmed. In a statement released early on Sunday, the government said the drone tried to hit al-Kadimi's home in Baghdad's heavily fortified green zone, which houses foreign embassies and government offices. Residents of Baghdad heard an explosion followed by gunfire in the area. Two Iraqi officials told the Associated Press that seven of his security guards were injured in the attack. They spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to give official statements. I am fine and among my people, thank God, the Prime Minister tweeted shortly after the attack. He called for calm and restraint for the sake of Iraq. Yeah, so he's he's cool. He's cool. He was on TV later that night, seated behind a desk in a white shirt, looking calm and composed. Cowardly that, rocket and drone attacks don't build homelands and don't build a future, he said. Is that the picture? Let me see the picture of the explo- what the damage. That's it? Yeah, I guess so. A handout picture showing damage to the Prime Minister's residence after a failed assassination attempt. Yeah, so that's Dude, that looks like that looks like some like my my house I lived in college in. Like half the time <laughs> the door was on the floor. Shit was all over. <laughs> 
look at look at yeah. Sarah's look at Sarah's uh 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 um uh what's that picture called profile picture hello Sarah all right back, <laughs> back to work back to work back to work back to work <laughs> Um, yeah, that's kind of the whole story. Like they don't know who it was. Everybody's okay. It's an apparent act of terrorism, which we strongly condemn was directed at the heart of the Iraqi state. State Department spokesperson Ned Price said, we are in close touch with the Iraqi security forces charged with upholding Iraq's sovereignty and independence and have offered our assistance as they investigate this attack. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. All right. Why is so Hobart listening to the show? Do you guys feel uncomfortable with Hobart listening to the show? It feels like it, 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 it's like it's like we're on a it's like we're on a date and our boyfriend like I'm on a date with some 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 girl and, and, and my wife's watching. It's like wait what? <laughs> like dude, what are you I, doing? I like, I like that he's in the I like that he's in the comments actually. It's like what, you know? it's like, what are you what are you doing here, dude? It's like it's like we're cheating on you right now. You don't want to say <laughs> this. You don't want to see how how swimmingly well it's going. Uh, it's like when you're like uh, injured, but you still stand on the sidelines and watch the team play. You know. Yeah, his feelings are going to be hurt. Been good for him. <laughs> He's sensitive. <sighs> okay, so we have two more articles. I feel like maybe we're going to go to the last one. One is talking about women selling their eggs for a lot of cash um, and paying for their Ivy League edu- education um, or the UFC 200. Do you call, do you say 268 or 268? I, you say whatever you want. You're I feel CFK. like it's 268. UFC okay. 268 results talking about Rose Namajunas. Namajunas? Namajunas. Rose Thug. What do you guys want? Eggs or fighting? I like both. I love an egg and I love fighting. Okay, well, let's save the fighting for the end then. We're going to go in order. Now, this article is written a little bit more like story format, like this woman's telling her story about it, but I'll just try and get through the main kind of bits. What's the – what what newspaper is this from? I don't know if I believe it already. The Guardian – yeah, it's just the oh, Guardian. Okay. Okay. Guardian's so, good. an I increasing like number of women are selling their eggs for as much as $20,000 a cycle to cover essential costs. What's a cycle? So, a woman, seven months, like, period. So, so like just one egg? Eggs just from, one egg? No. So, here's what they do they inject you with a ton of hormones so that they can mature multiple eggs and collect 10 to 20. Wait yeah, a okay, second. So, wait a second. Sorry, before you start. Now I got some questions. So then, does the woman not have menses for ten or twenty months after that? No, no, she has a normal period. She just misses like one period. No, so my understanding, and I'm totally open to being wrong, is that every every month, a woman's body, you're born, a woman's born, and she's got all the eggs that she's going to have for the rest of her life, and then at a certain age, I don't know if you drink too much milk. Let's say twelve. Um, your body starts kicking out eggs once a month, and um, that's how you get pregnant. If there, if 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 that egg crosses paths with some sperm. Now, what you're telling me is is that they inject you with something, and no and no more than one egg comes out a month. I mean, occasionally, like my wife dropped two on accident, and we got twins, but it's one yeah. egg a month. You're telling me that they can so, if you have a limited number of amount and you and they force the woman to drop 10 or 20 eggs you see where I'm going with this then then that would mean she would miss 10 or 20 periods no yes 
No, it doesn't work that way. So what oh, will happen shit. the next month is she will still have another egg mature or multiple follicles mature. There'll be one egg that makes it all the way. And that's the one that's released during ovulation. So like if there's still more eggs, then she'll continue to ovulate and have a regular period. So she'll, so she'll menopause earlier. No, no, the same thing. That doesn't happen. So like if you're on the pill, for example, it doesn't delay menopause. It just shuts everything down and then it gets back right up where it was or to a degree. So it doesn't I'm change confu- where your menopause is or I'm like still- how, what happens with your periods. So you're saying for the next 10 or 20 months that when the woman has her period, there's just no egg in it. Nope, not the case. There's still God damn it. Eggs. How come I can't figure this thing fucking out? <laughs> then your We're menopause has to come sooner because you're we born get, but you're born with the okay. with the with a fixed number of eggs. So if I if I Yeah, if but I, we're born with like millions of them. Like we have so many eggs. Number oh, of eggs oh I didn't know that. Born with. Okay, here we go. Number oh, of eggs okay. So with. you have more than you would ever need okay. in your entire life. At birth, there are approximately 1 million eggs, and by the time of puberty, only about 300,000 remain. Of these, only 300 to 400 will be ovulated during a woman's reproductive lifetime. We wow, got a lot fuck. of eggs. You could have just told me that in the beginning before I was showing off my third grade <laughs> math skills. You'd be like, look, motherfucker, you're thinking about it all wrong. Jesus criminy. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you this woman's story. I'm, I'm, I'm starting down a little bit in the article, Matt. Okay. I first called the egg donation clinic back in March 2021, moments before I attended Columbia Journalism School's Introduction Day. The first time I heard of donation was through a friend during my undergraduate stat- studies. I knew I couldn't risk the distraction and stress of a job while studying at Columbia full-time, plus the school's administration reminded us outright that we were to avoid employment during our studies. That's interesting. The Google search that led me to my new career choice was simple. Egg donation agencies in New York City. I'm not the only one to type it. Every year, donors are being paid in the thousands to provide eggs to prospective parents. The CDC found that in under a decade, IVF cycles using donor eggs nearly tripled from roughly 5,000 in 2007 to more than 13,000 in 2016. The woman on the phone was cheery but meticulous when she described the process. Da-da-da-da-da. So they do like ultrasounds and they do all the stuff where they check her out. Um, where are we? Okay. The blood work from that first appointment was sent off to a genetic testing facility, which tested 283 of my genes against hundreds of disorders. Those ranged from cystic fibrosis and fragile X syndrome, which has been connected to autism, to maple syrup urine disease, a disorder where the body cannot protect certain amino acids. I tested positive as a carrier for three genetic conditions, dystrophic epidermolysis bullosa, a condition that creates skin so fragile that it blisters and breaks easily, leaving severe scarring, metachromatic leukodystrophy, a rare genetic disorder, and a non-syndromatic hearing loss. I felt a mixture of shock and morbid curiosity hearing the results, though the clinic reassured me it was normal to test positive for a small handful of genetic disorders. Epidermolysis bullosa has no cure, and people born with the condition are at increased risk for an extremely aggressive form of skin cancer. <clears throat> the if you didn't need added sugar or refined carbohydrates, you'd be fine. Yeah, well, genes load the gun, right? Lifestyle pulls the trigger. The representative cool. playfully told me not to fall in love with Finnish people who are more likely to have the same skin condition. Um, okay. It's all horseshit. It's all horseshit, people. Go on. Sorry. The clinic was not just assessing my predisposition for genetic disorders. It was also weighing up other attributes, my blonde hair, my blue eyes, my fair skin. This is from Germany. From Germany? Isn't it bedtime over there? Sauerkrafton. Hey, hi. What time is it? Hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello. 
Can you hear me? We can. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, you're in the military in in Germany. You're in the military. No, I'm not. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. It's just really early. Yeah, but what are you doing in Germany without a German accent? Um, I'm American. I just live in Germany. I know. Why? Um, you know this is the greatest country on the planet. Why the fuck would you go uh, there? America went to shit with COVID. What? Started traveling a couple of years ago, and America kind of changed a lot of the COVID rules, and it was easier to stay in Germany. Wow! Can you can you give me some just some details on that? Like like what happened? Like you like are you stuck there? Um, not stuck, but I kind of was. So I moved to Germany. Started doing. I went to Chengdu, China, for the uh, Pandoland CrossFit uh, uh, sanctional. And when I got back, uh, about a month later, COVID happened. And with the lockdown, it was really expensive to fly like back to America or anywhere really. So I just rented a place in Germany because I happened to be there at the time. Is your name James Newberry? <laughs> no. Okay, because I feel like he calls every show with a different accent. I'm tripping. <laughs> Do you have like a visa? Are you working? Uh, technically, yes. So my visa is for Starbucks. I worked for Starbucks for two months. Um, I actually work as a CrossFit instructor here in uh, Munich. What did you do for Starbucks? By the way, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I already, I already figured it out. I thought, what did I think it was? I thought you were in the military. I figured out what it is. I'll tell you in just a minute. (laughs) Um, what did you do for Starbucks? Um, I was a barista for about two months and my visa is still for a barista because the paperwork here is atrocious. So, oh, but why, why would Starbucks bring a barista from the U.S. to Germany? Are you that good? And like, were you trained? Were you like good here? And then they took you there to train or? I literally got hired on Facebook. I, I didn't even post an application. Just was on Facebook, looked at English speaking jobs and they're like, we're hiring. And so I said, sure. And they sent me a contract over. And so you worked at a Starbucks in Germany. Do you speak German? Uh, a little bit. Uh, and, and so you worked at a Starbucks in Germany? For about two to three months, yes. And, and was it like in a place with a lot of English-speaking people? Yes. Where was it? Disneyland? Is there Disneyland? <laughs> uh, it's in Munich. <laughs> so fucking weird. Okay, so I think you went there for a girl. You were chasing pussy. Don't <laughs> lie to me. I swear to God, don't lie to me. I was running from it. I was running from oh, it. Shit. Oh, so man. close. So <laughs> close. <laughs> Damn, same thing. I get points. I get points. So one or the other. One or the other. So I had a question. I had a question. Go. Um, so when I tuned in, you guys were talking about genes and gene editing and things like that. And um, so my question is, do you consider people modifying their genes as cheating? Cheating in what form? Cheating sport. I think what your mom did with the milkman was cheating. <laughs> There's actually milkmen here in Germany, and they're amazing people. I, I think it's crazy to fuck with the genes, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, nor I don't think it's cheating. I just think it's crazy. You mean is that something? W- w- explain to me what that means. Even you're saying would they, would they fuck with your genes like 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 
they would cut Kate open and, and fuck with their genes there. You're talking about like before you're even born, like fuck with the egg and the sperm in a way that makes it so you have blue eyes and a 10 inch cock and nails that don't need trimming as often as the next guy. Like that kind of shit. I was, I was going more with that one. Yeah. But like, yeah, today I fuck up the genes and tomorrow, you know, I don't have say diabetes because my genes changed and I'm just immune to diabetes now. I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's cheating. I think it's stupid, though. I think it's so scary to play with that stuff. Evolution is so nice the way it works. It, it's really kept us so fucking strong and virile and powerful and like and intelligent. And to mess with that shit just sounds crazy. How do you Doesn't know it sound crazy to you? Well, how do you know it's not just another form of evolution happening in real time? <laughs> it's a great point. It's a great point. And then it's the like, larger it's like, question... The larger question is like once you start editing genes and people start getting different uh, superpowers, for lack of better words, better hearing, better seeing, better this or that. Like, does the the quality, uh, you know, the equality on the wealth gap just increase that much more? Now you have smarter, better looking humans. Larger cocks. Always use cock as the example, Susa. Please, always. Just ten inch, just swinging cocks going around yes. all over the place. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. do they get more votes than the other ones who don't? Of course, that would be the whole point of it. The, I mean, the whole thing going on here is a mating game. Why wouldn't those right. people have an unfair advantage? Then, not unfair, they'd have an advantage. I mean, it's not a think about this game. one, Savant. What? Instead of just a ten-inch cock, how about a ten-inch always hard cock, so you can always do push-ups, so you don't have to go down and blow. It's interesting. It sounds like it sounds like that would be horrible. Do you remember that being in like in high school, like a sophomore in high school, and you get these giant erections at just the weirdest times? Fuck that. That was horrible. I like being forty nine, having a little control over that thing. Um, I mean, I mean, look at look at look at just look at the women who are attracted to these giant fucking muscle heads, juiced up dudes. I mean. The, the bigger and stronger and faster you are, the higher you are on the food chain. You get, you, get, you get everything better. You get a better job. You get more money. You get more pussy. You get everything's better. Not, not, nothing. The, the bigger, faster, stronger you are, the better life is. I mean, I know I'm speaking in total hyperbole, but, <laughs> but, but it's true. Um, Bang energy. You want to know what's bang energy? Drink one every day for two weeks and then stop drinking them and tell me how you feel. Nothing. Life should not be like that. You shouldn't. You should. There shouldn't be something in life that you quit and you have an adverse reaction to it. That's why nicotine. So that's like what's so obvious about why nicotine so fucked up or coffee so fucked up or sucra sugar. I don't know. I don't have an. I don't have an answer for you. I don't like. I don't like the thoughts of anyone messing with my genes or anyone's genes. But 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 that is always what Sousa said is always an interesting thing. You know, they people will say to you, uh, "Is there evolution? Is there evolution or God?" And then what Sousa said is always the fucking smartest guy in the room always says this. What what makes you think God didn't create evolution? Only God would be brilliant enough to create evolution. And it's like, yeah, maybe maybe us fucking with genes is part of our evolution. This chick that I'm going to have on the podcast in a few days, Court, Courtney Hunt. She's kind of scares the shit out of me when I read her stuff because what she says is about to happen is that the spark of life that happens when a sperm hits the egg and there's this and, – and the soul – and she says she can explain it scientifically. She can prove it that the soul enters the body that basically artificial intelligence is going to acquire that skill, and that's when AI will take over. That is a fucking freaky idea. I know there's a lot of presuppositions there that we have souls and et cetera, et cetera, but – 
man. Yeah, it it gets your brain reeling. Maybe we are, maybe we already are artificial intelligence. Like if you can go there in your head, it's a really, really weird place to go. It's not comfortable. I don't think, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, Savon, I'm going to have to get off here. I have to teach a class in about eight minutes. Okay. Um, I'm in Munich, Germany. It's 5.30 a.m. for me. Okay. But I just wanted to call in because I've been trying to call in for four weeks now to do the new show. I mean, it's a great new show, of course. Thank you. I want yeah, to Kate's taking questions. it to the next level. Kate's taking it to the next level. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. What happened last week? She's really, Kate's really good at reading. I was away. I was on a holiday last week. It was great. See, only outside of America, people say I'm on holiday. In America, that's not a thing. I was on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) With an American accent, even. That was really good. I like that. It'd be funny if she said, I put it on my credit card, too. That'd be real. I'm only paying for that vacation for the next 10 years. Yeah, visa, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyways, I really have to go uh, It was nice chatting with you guys okay. Thank you. Did you get fired from Starbucks? Bye. <laughs> Damn He's gone He's gone <laughs> Kate was out with a new guy trying him out Oh yeah last no, week No I've been out with a bunch of new guys and they're not that interesting Oh, oh wow That should be a whole show Yeah a segment of that. <laughs> Dating in a relationship. It's fun because it's like the cool thing is, is if it doesn't work out, you're like, oh, fuck, I've got a boyfriend. It's cool. It's fine. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't believe. Oh, darn it. I just said it. I was going to make it a whole show without using that phrase. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're about to learn about the drugs that she takes to get the eggs to get all pumped up so they can retrieve them to then fucking donate them and make 10 grand. Actually, okay. Yes. Go question. on. If you had, well, I guess you have sperm. Would you donate sperm for 10 grand? No, I would not. Will, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There is no difference. I am not perfect. This coffee is, uh, uh, I, am a, I am a sinner, and I need to be saved by the Savior. By the way, nice body. Show me what that body looks like, not flex like that. That's bullshit. <laughs> I bet you I bet you, I'm, I bet you, I could make my body look as nice as Will. I, seriously, I think I could do that. I'm going to see if I can do that next week. I'm going to show you, uh, guys, Should bring, bring a picture of myself. So you you got to do heavy grace followed by 30 strict muscles for 10 and take that photo <laughs> well, and then to- make it black and white. And then you're, you're done. You're good. Yeah. If tomorrow morning I bet, cause I'll have fasted already and, uh, for a day. And I bet you tomorrow morning, if I work out, if I do like a 40 minute workout, like some like assault bike, push up, pull up workout, like 20 calories, 20 push ups, uh, 15 pull ups, I could 10 rounds. And then, and then, and then make, and then wait, let me see. He doesn't even got any love handles or nothing. Where the fuck is that dude? Will. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough for me. I got a little fucking muffin around the bottom. <laughs> Good placement of the hands and you'll be fine. All right. Um, yeah, no, I would not sell sperm. Would you sell egg? Well, I was looking at this article going, fuck, okay, that's an interesting way to make money. But then she talks about all the drugs that she takes, and immediately I was like, no. No, I can't have my own kid. I can't have kids. Somebody else having your my- kids? No, I cannot. I cannot do that. Sevon sperm isn't worth $10. That's not what your mom said. Um, unjabbed sperm is big money right now. <laughs> yeah, unjabbed eggs would be big money too. I reckon I could make some. Man. Oh, that's funny. 
future. The future is now. You, but wouldn't you be bummed if there was a kid walking around that was like your kid? It's not my kid, though. It's your it's egg. Just an egg. It was an egg. They're good eggs, you know? People should have them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like an attachment to my eggs. I think Maybe. the fucked up thing is like the process that she goes through, like to to do all the donation. And okay, let's hear, let's hear. Eggs. But I, but I think I think there is a connection. But I, but I can't prove it. Remember that book I talked about, like, the Secret I'd Life probably, of Plants. Yeah, I'd probably do it, and then I'd have some really fucking like bad trauma from it or something. Okay, by summertime, the clinic had taken me off my birth control and put me on their own. One morning, I went to their office um, and collected an envelope of beige pills. She said she didn't understand why it was taking so long to match me with a family. You're a hot commodity, she said. Uh, okay, a few days away from my egg retrieval date, I was sitting on the edge of my bed feeling truly unsettled. Um, it took some mental gymnastics to learn to inject myself with hormones twice daily. Each medication had a different ritual. In the morning, a yellow and blue plastic pen would deliver 225 mils of folistin, clicking as I pushed the pen down to dispense the refrigerated serum. In the evenings, I would mix a vial of menopur. Combined, these two drugs worked to stimulate the follicles in my ovaries, aiming to release anywhere between 10 to 20 eggs. Normally, just one egg is released during ovulation. Days before retrieval, Ganarelix would prevent me from ovulating, giving the eggs a chance to mature before they descended into my uterus to be removed. This final stage numbed me. The rigmarole of daily injections and 7 a.m. ultrasounds had worn me down, and I was tired. Um, okay. Oh, and did you see this other paragraph here? After the first injection, when I had my menses, I turned into a fucking demon and killed three men at my work. <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> Um, she was looking up. Can like, you imagine how looking. crazy you'd be if you drop fifteen eggs? I bet you there's a. I bet you there's a a correlate there. You drop one egg and your fucking boyfriend's cheating on you. You drop fucking ten <laughs> eggs and you fucking think that the fucking he's got a harem of a thousand women. You're accusing him of fucking fucking your mom. It's crazy. <laughs> a woman who drops ten eggs. Don't stay away from her. Yep, sexist. <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you. I know stuff. I bet you there's a correlate. Most donated during their early 20s and all participated for the financial compensation, at least originally. There was a pay scale largely determined by geographic location and time of donation, ranging from $3,000 to $20,000. Women use the money to pay for bills, student loans, or vacations. Vacations. Some donors <laughs> matched with intended parents or agencies placed on Facebook or Instagram. Others found their matches on Craigslist, responding to blanket ads not dissimilarly phrased to those looking to sell a bicycle, apartment, or car. Uh, one headline or one ad, Jewish woman earn $10,000 with the gift of egg donation. Another ad, Chinese, Vietnam, Korean, Asian egg donors earn $10,000. Another ad seeking a highly intelligent egg donor compensation up to 40K. So what if what if some dude just said, hey, fuck it, Kate, um, here's uh, half a million dollars and I want to fuck you, get you pregnant and, and bring you home and have you raise a kid for me. Half a million up front and 100,000 a year. Like, I don't even want your eggs. I want the Birds whole fucking lazy. thing. I want, the whole the fucking, thing? I want the fucking incubator. Be- I want the full, yeah. <laughs> I want the incubator. I want the everything. I want the, the breast milk afterwards. And I want you to raise him until he's homeschooled, this little fucker. And then what? And then, like, after five years, you're like, okay. And then your job is done and you go. I, it's shit. Or maybe you accidentally fall in love. <laughs> 
I just and then it's I don't like, know. Like, do rom com and we can make a movie. I don't I don't know. I don't know about this whole egg egg and like. But I think if you if you if it's like a, a medical procedure and you take a whole lot of hormones and then you, they they take out like surgically remove the egg from you, it's like it's not super personal. And I think the worst thing would be having to actually be a surrogate and carry the baby and give birth to it and then give it away. Like that would be that would be really tough. I'm going to say something that's probably not appropriate. Like, if you can't have kids, you can't have kids. Go fucking adopt a kid. Like, you don't get kids. Yeah. I think that's like, if I couldn't have kids, I would adopt. Or just don't have any. Just just, just don't have any. Or, yeah, or adopt, yeah. I mean, it's much better for the environment if you don't have a kid, so. (laughs) Go green. Wow. (laughs) Unless you have a kid who becomes a trash man, recycler, professional recycler. (laughs) Trauma bonds? Yeah, trauma bonds. I don't know what that is, but I like that. Yeah, trauma bonds. That's what I feel like every time I fucking jerk off. I have a trauma bond. No, come back. (laughs) No, I don't. I never had a trauma bond. (laughs) Oh. Okay, this is the last two paragraphs. There's people who feel guilty for ma- have you ever felt guilty for masturbating? Probably too personal ask on spot. Yeah. No. Yeah, me neither. I I I've I've I've, I've, I've thought about that too, because I think there's religious people who feel guilty for masturbating. Yeah, there's a lot ever, of shame like, around it. Is that what it is? Shame or yeah. Shame. So it's all intellectual. Shame. It's not yeah, like- well, I, I had someone ask me, like, they sent me a message because, like, I talk about it on my Instagram. And I had someone message me to be like, hey, like, do you think that masturbating means that you lose energy? Like, is it really bad for me? And should I, like, really avoid doing it? They had never masturbated before or they hadn't since they were, like, a teenager and they're an boy or girl? A boy. And I was like, no, you can masturbate. It's not going to mean you lose energy. In fact, oh, I don't can't. think you know that. You don't know that, though. You I might. don't know that, but I don't know. I just feel like there was, it was coming from definitely a place of like, it had, you know, there are beliefs around masturbating where it's like, no, like you lose, you, you have to retain that energy, which I think some people do. Like Sam Dancer talks about it. He doesn't, he doesn't masturbate outside of being with his wife, like where he doesn't pleasure himself outside of sex with his wife. Does he wear a condom? I mean, they're pregnant, so I assume no. I mean, do they practice? Do they practice? I mean, if you're like, I've listened to his podcast, and he said that he was tracking her periods so that he would know when she was ovulating or not. Yeah, that's 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 about as close as you get to. But but like, if you're if you're, yeah, we're fucking at two hours and thirty minutes. Let's wait till we have Hobart on for this next. (laughs) But like. Like, I, I think that there probably is some truth to the fact that if you jerk off that you're probably losing some energy. Who knows? But there's fucking some definitely some uh, – um, it's definitely some life, are, life force important shit in there. And I think there's some yeah, good it, things in being disciplined and not jerking off. To be shamed by it, I, I, I've done some very deep exploration of myself, and I see that um, I, I am I am a Taoist. And and I do believe colors blind the eye, eye and sounds deaf in the ear and taste numb the tongue. And there's some element of that to um jerking off but shame is just fucking nuts um when when boys start jerking off it's not even sexual first time a boy masturbates there's nothing there's nothing there's no it has nothing to do with the woman at all it's it's a oh here we go it only makes you stronger we need to get a whoop employee on 
<laughs> um, I'll track it. It um, <laughs> it'll be your it's daily purely, it's purely, it's purely a sensation thing. There's no, there's absolutely nothing sexual about it at all. The whole, the whole thing is okay. I'm not going to get too much into it, but the whole I masturbation mean, is ruined for a boy when you start ejaculating. Before you ejaculate, it's the greatest thing in the world. Then you start ejaculating, it's a fucking nightmare. It's like, I picture what it's like being a woman when you start mensing. You turn 13 and fucking being a woman sucks after that. But before that's probably great. I think the thing with the shame is like if if it's an energy leak or if it's bad for your energy or there's some sort like life source that's lost, I think that that like loss of energy is better than sitting like feeling scared to masturbate. Like that fear and like that concern and shame about it. Like I feel like that would be worse. And then I also Horrible. think on the other end of the spectrum, the other end of the spectrum is if you only jerk off and come every single time or you're with a partner and you always come and you've never experienced not doing that and not making the goalpost fucking an orgasm, then it's like I also think that maybe you've got some stuff to explore. Whoa, 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 let me get some clarity on this. Covering so you're, many bases on this episode. You're right? saying <laughs> that as a man, clip it, Caleb, we should have sex and not and, and do it without ejaculating. Tantra practices ex will tell you to do exactly that. Explore to practice that. having Bl sex and enjoying and learning what pleasure is without the goal of orgasm. Remove that goal. It's really good for women as well. Yeah, that's what's called. That's watching the UFC. That's that's <laughs> pleasure without <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> that's this podcast oh my goodness you've lost your mind Kate that is the craziest fucking shit I've heard on this show that's why there's uh, racism in this country because of fucking crazy <laughs> shit like that <laughs> Kate would have been good to have on with Emily Abbott I agree I agree good, good I really awesome. I love Emily Abbott I would love to hang out and like chat with her she's, she's awesome. cool as shit look how wholesome Allison Baker looks this show is not for you kidding me you look like I such a Allison nice Baker human is in australia i'm pretty sure if it's the same Allison baker that i nice know nice looking human emily abbott nice. can you get her on the show so i can talk to her savan yeah well she would she'd come on again dude that shows the numbers yeah. on that show are tracking huge too i can't fucking believe it yeah we'll she's get her so cool. yeah she's, she's cool <laughs> you know, it's great. We, i don't think we talked about crossfit once i didn't ask her about crossfit once i think she brought up a few times as like a parallel People wanted me to, people were, people are kind of assholes. People were like, people were like, oh, she talks about integrity and honesty, but she cheated. It's like, dude, you don't, you don't even know what the fuck happened. Like, and plus, so what? Like I talk shit about being addicted to bang and this guy calls me out for being addicted to coffee. It's like, yeah, that's why I know being addicted to bang is bad. Cause I'm addicted to <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I think that's how you learn the importance of integrity and honesty and being genuine. And yes. Like, you know, it's like you fuck it up. Like you have to. And I don't think that people should be judged because they've fucked it up in the past and they've learned from it. It's like, we've all, we've all got our shit. And, and when I had no integrity, you know what I used to have? Kindness. I was a really fucking nice person. Just and like a came, nice guy. Yeah. And it came at the expense of integrity. Yeah. So now I have integrity and I'm just not as nice. I think my mom liked me more when I was nice. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, did people do people like you more now? I don't know. I know my I know my the people closest to me like me more now. Ba mm -hmm. Basically, it's kind of like this, you know, like if you want to find out if the person is the right person for you who you're in love with, just be honest with them. And if they run for the hills, they weren't like just honesty is the greatest deal breaker. It's like that. It brought the close people to me closer and the people not close to me further. And you attract a higher quality person when you have integrity.
because other people are kind of scared of you. Mm. Yeah, I think you got to be like when you're meeting people or dating people or you're looking for a partner, you got to be like pretty good at trying to scare them away. Not trying, but like just being completely yourself and being okay with scaring them away. Yeah. Like a lot of people are nice because they don't want to scare people away. So they put on this front when they're dating and then they suddenly take the mask off like six months later and people are like, what the fuck? Or, and you don't even take it off. It just slips off on accident. Yeah. When, when, when you're going through your, uh, what, what's that called when you donate eggs? What's, what's that process called? When you donate eggs. Yeah, when, I don't know. I don't six know. six months in, and you're the dude you're dating finds out you're fucking donating eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, unless they're narcissists, narcissists, narcissist. Oh man, narcissists are narcissist. fascinating. I always wonder if I'm one. Look at this. I feel uh, like everybody gets called a narcissist. You know, like yeah, it's kind yeah, of a yeah. trendy word at the moment. Like everybody gets called a narcissist. Ah. Uh, Biomonetization, Paul K. Susa, did we talk about the uh, psycho psychopath uh, TEDx talk? The guy who wrote the book, Psychopath, or the guy who wrote uh, the book, Psychopath? Um, TED talk. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Were we talking about that? The guy's name um, is John Ronson. You guys, I'm telling you, this, the, the, you have to see this this video of this guy. The name of the book is called Psychopath Test. I highly recommend buying the audiobook and listening to it. The guy has the most beautiful voice and greatest storyteller, but he has a TED talk called um, the psychopath test. It is, it's better than a talk. You have to watch the slides with it and everything. It is so great. John Ronson, J O N Ronson. And if you've ever known a psychopath, it's too bad. It's such a negative word. They are fascinating people. They're scary. You got to be like, you got to be like, you got to be on your, on your, you got to be, have your shit tight. Don't get fucked up by one, but they're fascinating. Yeah. That book. It's almost like if you finally wreck and the scary part is if you recognize a psychopath, there is clearly some element of you that is also a psychopath (laughs) game, recognize game. Okay, so narcissist is overused word not to be confused with sociopaths, psychopaths. They are different. Ah, are they, Paul? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Kate, we have final story, right? UFC, Rose, Rose Thug? Yeah, okay. What's our record for the longest show with Hobart? I think we just passed it now. Fuck Hobart. It's like 220 or 230 last time. It was like the long one. Now we're at 240 right now. Do you have to pee, Kate? No, I'm good. Wow. I was so prepared for this podcast. Your bladder I, like, is such a turn on. Greg I, must I, love your bladder. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what trained me to have a good bladder? Fucking seminars. Because when you're on the floor and you're lecturing, like you don't get to go. Uh, so, makes no, sense. Another good thing about seminars, the L1. Seminars trained my bladder for show. Okay. This article. Here we are. UFC 268 results takeaways. I can't say any of these names, so I apologize. Justin Gaith, Gaith, hey? Michael Gaethje. Chandler delivers thrills. Gaethje. Justin Gaethje. Gaethje, Michael Chandler deliver thrills as champions pass tests. Both Kamaral Usman and Rose Namajunas. Namajunas? You said Namajunas, yeah. right? You're doing great. Retain- You're doing great retain their titles in interesting tactical affairs while the pair of lightweights threw caution to the wind. 
Kamaru Usman and Rosna Mahunas passed big tests at UFC 268 on Saturday night, retaining their status as champions and rematches against talented rivals. Now, having defeated Colby Covington and Wiley Zhang, Zhang, respectively, both champions leave Madison Square Garden in New York City knowing that more stiff tests for their championships await. The two title fights headlined an incredible card that saw a run of seven consecutive knockout finishes, an all-time great fight and a legend coming up short in a spirited effort. It was the kind of night every UFC fan hopes for when they plop their hard-earned money on, for a, when they plop down their hard-earned money for a pay-per-view. Okay. It was too good. It was too good. It spoiled us. I'm telling you, Dana, listen. Next week you got fucking a horrible card. It's and and I mean that with all all respect, peace and love. All the cards are great, but but when you do a card this good, like couldn't you? Oh no no. Next week is Max Holloway. I apologize. Next week's card is great. It's like in two weeks. There, there's a bad card coming up. Should have just thrown one of these guys over there. They spoiled us. It was like it. Did you watch it, Souza? No. It was nuts. It was it was. If you're a UFC fan, it was like oh, there were too many superstars. It was too hard. It was like, it was like, um, it was. Do you ever like eat? I'm trying to think what you eat. Something you eat, and like the first two handfuls are good, and then by the 18th handful, you're like, Jesus, I should not be doing this. You're just like, I don't know what what it is, but it was crazy. What were you going to say about Rose? Was there anything in specific you wanted to say about Rose, Kate? They talk about all the fights by the looks of it, and with Rose, Sad Rose. Thugrose proved her second title win was not a fluke. One downside of a title win that comes in less than two minutes is that some fans and media will write your victory off as a fluke. When Namahunas landed a head kick and a few follow-up punches to score a quick KO over Zhang in April, becoming a two-time women's strawweight champion in the process, her victory was lumped by some into that lucky, lucky shot category. On Saturday night, the two women rematched and victory would not come so quickly or easily for Namahunas the second time around. So they kind of talk about the fight. And um, while the old adage that you're not a true champion until you've defended your title is nonsense, Namahunas erased any doubts as to her true place in the strawweight division by having to go through the fire in the rematch with Zhang. Zhang. She's so oh. special. She's so special. Mm. She's so special. She even talks I mean, there's like a, ton a badass. Of great- what say that again? She talks like a badass. Like I saw her on uh, Instagram, and she just she just sounds like a badass. Yeah, are are Will and Sarah courting each other in the in the um in the comments? I was I was so, watching that as well too. I was, what's <laughs> going on here? What's going on here? Hey, you guys, pay attention! <laughs> fucking looking at each other's hot bodies. You know, fucking Tinder. Stop drooling on each other. Will pull down those abs. Pull down. Change your avatar to a fucking. Muppet. Imagine if they got together from your podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. You would officiate, Sam. You could officiate. Hey, do you think people bone to this podcast? Are there people who bone to this? Like they just like, like have it playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy <laughs> called with his wife. Like an hour. Like at the one hour mark. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We were talking about poop for a while there, so that would be, you know, pretty hot. Hey, and that's that's when you stop. That's when you're like, you know what? I'm not going to ejaculate. That's slowing me down just enough so I can appreciate exploring pleasure without it coming to a, you know. Sorry, what was the point? What? Tell me before we get off the air here. What? What's the point of having sex without ejaculating again? I, I'm going to run this by my wife. 
I don't really know what the point is. They just talk about it a lot in Tantra where it's like, hey, we're often missing the parts of sex that are really enjoyable because all we're focused on is the build up to the big finale. So you kind of check out because once you start fucking, then you're like, let's fucking orgasm. Let's get there. Let's get to the exciting bit. But all the stuff that precedes it and all the buildup and all that goodness, it's just like we just kind of pass that because we want to get to the orgasm. So it's like if you don't orgasm, then you have to invest in the the that bit. Well, there's 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 different kinds of orgasm. No, there's different kinds of lovemaking sessions. I mean, there's there's sessions mm. where it's like it's eleven thirty at night. You're both fucking exhausted, but but you know it's important. You fuck like so you fuck, and then there's like there's there's just full, just like lovemaking, kissing, and just fucking nuts. You know what I mean? From the shower to the bed to like, and there's just like you're not even thinking about the orgasm. Those don't happen a lot, but 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 they do happen. And um, <laughs> th- those are totally different. Those are the ones where you're more interested in the other person than you are yourself. Like you're getting. Yeah. So I like, think the point. It's like get, you're getting off on planting trees instead of picking fruit. So the point of Tantra is that you just become more deliberate about it, right? Like you become more deliberate about things like eye contact and focusing on being present and things like connecting and like all the things that come along with sex. Whereas a lot of people, I think the thing is, is maybe I just think being clean clean gets you to the 50 yard line. You want your mate to do some kinky shit. You take a fucking shower before you come to bed. Fucking crying out loud. That'll open up a lot of doors. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm serious though. That's Don't you think? Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah. No, let's get it right after she comes back in from that workout. Yeah, hey, you'll put your like face in all real. sorts of places knowing it's clean. <laughs> okay, clowns, I'm out. GF gave me the sign. Gotta go. No Yantra. Gotta finish. Different jab. Different jab. <laughs> <laughs> it's slowly morphing to what you want, Sevan, which is a uh, call in sex show with their questions. Yeah, we that. Gotta start calling Kate, Dr. Kate, and we're in business. Yeah, that would be great. Oh my god, if you guys called with Kate with questions and she would take them seriously, and I would make fun of them like the old uh, Drew. I would one hundred percent take them so seriously too. I'd try and give really good advice. I know you're a good dude, and you give an <laughs> awesome advice this show, Kate. It really has. <laughs> when been. they call up and they're like, "Uh, what sex toys should I use? Should we do anal? Should I shower before or afterwards?" I'll be like, "Okay, well, at the moment you're unconscious and competent, and what we want to get to is." <laughs> Oh, God, anal just makes me <laughs> sick to my stomach. No anal. Don't say that word, anal. Anal, anal. It's a great word. It's a great <laughs> word. <laughs> anal. Uh, the, as early as I could, I taught my kids Uranus, the planet Uranus. And Uranus? They figured, yeah, and I think at three they had figured out that it was just an awesome joke. They're, Your kids are going to be fascinated when they find out about anal now. Oh God, I hope they don't find out about it forever. They're never going to have a cell phone. Oh, I get up at six in the morning. What time do you get up, Susa? Oh, Susa gets up before me, huh? Yeah, like 4.45, 4.50. What time do you get up, Kate? Uh, like six or seven. Oh, I thought you were going to say cock o'clock. Um, <laughs> or that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy? Are, are you a morning person, Kate? Yeah, I am. It's yeah. like the coach's curse. Whenever you've been a coach for a while, it's like you're a morning person. Yeah, but but you know what I mean by morning person. You like to fuck in the morning. <laughs> Actually, my preferred day of fucking is like afternoon. 
what morning to afternoon yeah i like like middle of the day fucking little afternoon wow. delight. I, i'm <laughs> yeah, not i'm like, not a middle day person at all but i'm a I'm morning person away. but when you have kids it goes away you gotta like you you gotta like adjust my partner really likes morning midday. as well <laughs> yeah morning is like mornings it's what a great way to start the day if you have sex the night before and you're a dude you will absolutely need it in the morning it needs too strong want it want it you never need mm -hmm. it but you'll want it it like starts up the system. I, I think I told you guys this story. I, I told my, I, I had gone two months without ejaculating in college. It was like this fucking concerted effort. And basically if I, I basically, you can't, you basically have to sleep with your hands tied behind your back. <laughs> and anytime I woke and I kept these, these dumbbells next to my bed. And if I woke up and I was horny, I would just lift weights. I would work out to take the blood out of my penis. Stop it. Wow. Yeah. And my dad told me, Hey, Sevon, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. <laughs> That's shaming right there. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> if you don't use um, it, you'll lose it. Hey, we only do this. So sex you started masturbating again? No, I think I had sex with one of my friends' girlfriends. I think <laughs> it was crazy how it happened too. It was crazy how it happened. It was you fucking you what happened? You had this you story to the yeah, I held that too long, and then you got you you got you fell into temptation there. You one hundred percent did not lose it, though. At least that proves it only made things worse. <laughs> yeah, I kind I was it was good the way it happened. It was good the way it happened, but it was it's fucking nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> college is great, isn't it? Did you go to college? Yeah, I was at UC Irvine for a couple of years. I finished. I started university or college in New Zealand, and then I like. It did an exchange and just finished college in the U.S. Oh, was that fun, R Irvine? Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was like the best thing I ever did. Did you go to college, Susa? Yeah, I went to like four. Did you ever go where you go away to college, like like Kate? No, I mean I went to Academy of Art University in San Francisco, but that's still close. You you have a little too much entrepreneur in you. If you would have went away to college, you would have started like a mushroom farm or dealing drugs or something like that. <laughs> Something entrepreneurial, right? You would have. Yeah, most likely. I can't sit through class. That's like, that's not going to happen. That's tough for me. Hey, that must have been expensive to go to UC Irvine from Canada, from Australia. Where are you from? Well, I was paying New Zealand school fees because it was just like an exchange program. So I wasn't paying UC Irvine fees, but travel I was paying for. Travel. Now you can't Back do that at all. Could. Yeah. See, you complained about the expensive travel. Well, we'll fix that. No, I didn't complain just, about it. You brought oh, it up. Oh. I'd happily <laughs> now we won't, again. Now we won't let you travel at all. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Hobart, do you want to say anything? You want to call in? You got the link. You got the link, dude. <laughs> you know what he's going to try to tell us tomorrow, too, that he only listened to like 15 minutes of the show. Listen, dude. You were chiming in for two hours. <laughs> I told him he could have come on the show still. I'm like, don't feel bad. Come on the show. Who cares? Let Kate do it. Like, I think he feels bad because you did all the hard work this week and he doesn't want oh, to come on and just yeah. like coast in. You know what I mean? It would have been good. He could have just like chilled out and listened and given me feedback later. He's given me feedback on a seminar before we worked on a seminar and he was the flow master. So he had to give me feedback. It's good. Hobart. I can't believe you're still friends after that. He gave hey. us feedback. Yes. If you're, if you're, I'm going to say something pretty hard. I want to hear what you think about this statement, Kate. If your wife can't, if your partner can't, yes, I'm going to go with that. If your partner can't masturbate to orgasm, 
you have a <laughs> problem. You don't true, know what the true or false. is. Like what? Uh, in what way? Like, what's the problem? The problem is for it, like, because you, you like, if you're can't come. If you're like a dude, I mean, if you're a dude, I mean, if dudes who can't orgasm, there's pro probably some serious, uh, there's, there's mama issues there. There's psychological issues there. Dude should not have problem orgasming. Dude should, it should be just so easy for a guy to orgasm. I think if I'm thinking clearly about it. Um, uh, but, but if you're, but if you're a woman, I don't know what the, the root of it is, but if you can't orgasm, if you, um, you need to be able to masturbate to, or if, if a man's married going is, if a man is with a woman who is can't masturbate to orgasm, he's never going to be able to make her happy. Yeah. Okay. So and, 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 and maybe like I'm, to... maybe I'm, I'm, I'm talking in absolutes, but I think that there's some accuracy there. I feel like, funnily enough, female orgasm and male orgasm are really hard to compare. However, in terms of like what I believe is some of the like similar underlying issues, for men to get hard, that is better to compare to woman orgasming. Like I think it's the same like kind of oh. performance pressure thing. So it's like men trying to get hard or if they're having issues with getting hard or staying hard, that's like mentally like that that fucks with you that is probably closer to what it's like for a woman who can't orgasm or have a hard time orgasming like i think it's a little bit more relative wow uh yeah, sarah so k says if you can yeah kind of sarah k says if you can't get there if you can't get yourself there no one else will be able to get you there kind of that's what i mean but i think it's even heavier than that but that's interesting you say that kate i've never had it heard it worded like that i'm such a fucking selfish asshole that like if my dick's not hard, then I'm not going to be interested. <laughs> like if some dude was like, I can't get hard. I'd be like, well, then you don't want to have sex. Go out and play football. Like I, I can't see the, it, it's like putting the, uh, the carriage before the cart. Like the only reason I'm supposed to have sex is because that thing's fucking pointed up anyway. It's like, Oh shit. But that's just me. That's just me. I, um, but yeah, I think if you if your partner cannot masturbate and get themselves to come, it's not necessarily impossible for them to come other ways. But I think it's certainly going to be one harder for you to make them orgasm, and two like just difficult in general to like enjoy sex and be, I guess, explorative with sex or adventurous because it's like if they don't explore themselves, it's going to be really hard for them to explore with somebody else there. And I wasn't even necessarily considering it like. Th that you wouldn't be able to get them off, although that's probably true what you said. But it's also like, hey, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you've never masturbated. You're a 28 year old woman with a vagina and you've never given yourself an orgasm. It's like, hey, you need to be like locked away for like a month and left alone <laughs> with your vagina. Like, you just have, like, you, every, the world will be a better place for it. You'll be better. The people around you will be better. Like, the, like, yeah, and I think women should whole definitely – well, I think women in general should masturbate more and, like, talk about it and, like, be open about it. I think it's a joke for guys, right? Like, you guys, like, talk about coming and jerking off. Like, it's super yeah. common and, like, just, like, discussed openly. It's totally opposite for women. Like, you just don't really – it's become more and more common, like, and even talking about, like, sex toys and shit like that, but – you yeah. didn't talk about it in high school, though. If you if you you didn't no, admit in junior high or high school, if you masturbated, if you were a boy, something was wrong with you. Then all of a sudden, something happens in college. There's like there's always one guy that breaks it. Like <laughs> there's always one guy that's always like, "Hey, let's go play football." I just jerked off. I'm ready to go. And then it's like, okay, I guess it's out of the hat. Everyone here does it. All right. Then, <laughs> uh, 
tuned in 10 minutes ago. All sex. Has it been two hours of this? No. Uh, no. Look at Kevin with a poster. Like I'm taken. Look at, look at that picture. I'm taken. Do you know, whenever I see photos like that, I'm like, I wonder what their sex life is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is it really kinky or is it like really vanilla? Like it's one or the other, you know? Interesting. <laughs> I wonder if they talk about masturbating together. <laughs> yes. Maybe this podcast will prompt that with them. <laughs> if, if it's a positive force in the universe, it will. No, Kevin, it took a hard left. Yeah, it did take a hard left. <laughs> All right, I, uh, 9 p.m. I'm going to go watch Yellowstone now. Have you, have you guys seen the, uh, I guess, the new season? Yeah, you, you guys watch? I, saw, I saw somebody post about it. I haven't seen it. Do you watch Yellowstone? <laughs> no. Do you oh. watch Yellowstone, Sousa? No, I don't watch yeah, much don't TV. Do- don't even bother starting. It, it's it's are. it's just un- gratuitous violence and sex, and and, and and Kevin Costner's daughter, and it's like that's the best part when she's naked. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get off the sh- get off the call here, so I can um, tell you guys about why the uh, Sevon Matt and Josh podcast is uh, went sideways. Nice, Kevin. 